The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> The reality we live in can be a very strange place, most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome to another fascinating episode of Inquiries of Our Reality, number 90 to be exact. I'm your host Shane, as always, and thank you for tuning in. But before we get into this awesome, awesome guest that I have today, got to do the front of house stuff. So if you haven't already done it, please, please, please uh, give the show a review or a rating. Uh, it will definitely help the show to grow. It kind of makes it so that uh, more people are able to see it because the more ratings, more reviews you get. Uh, the more that it, they push it through all the different platforms. So, um, you know, you don't have to do anything crazy, but yeah, if you don't mind, just drop in a five star on Spotify or, you know, leaving something nice on iTunes. I'm always happy to read that kind of stuff. And I'd love to get to a point where I have enough of those that I can read on the show. Um, yeah, I'd appreciate it. And uh, at the minimum, if you guys know anybody that are into shows like this, just uh, word of mouth to friends. That's another huge, huge, huge way that the show grows. Um, yeah, just as simple as, oh, I have this buddy that talks about aliens at work sometimes. So, hey, hey, man, have you heard of uh, Inquiries of Our Reality? Um, yeah, do it, man. I, I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you haven't already also done it, uh, come and check me out on social media. That's where you can go to get updates on the show, uh, anything new going on, or if you just straight and simple just want to come and have a conversation with me. The way to do it is through social media. Uh, the most active is Instagram for me. Um, it's the easiest for me to use. I am on Facebook, all that kind of stuff too. Um, there also is a Telegram set up for Inquiries of Our Reality where there's always some some fun and interesting conversation going on over there. And uh, don't feel don't be afraid to uh, throw in your ideas because I, I want to hear all you guys' interesting ideas, all your interesting theories. Don't be afraid to come and uh, have a conversation with us on the Inquiries of Our Reality Telegram. And uh, if you're not already checking out Bizarre Encounters, my other show that I do with... Uh, Ghost from My Third Eye. Go and check that one out if you're interested in the whole alien, paranormal, cryptid concept. Specifically, uh, we got some deep dive episodes. We do interviews with people that are specifically just to that realm of things and not into as crazy as I get on this show, just it being like a straight, open-minded conversation talk show. Um, yeah, go, 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 and, uh, go and check it out. And you can also check out Open Minds Media. Uh, that's kind of my umbrella for everything that I do because I do do a handful of shows. Um, so if you want to check out Bite Size Bizarreties, Big Dumb Inquiries, uh, there might even be more shows in the future. Uh, you know, keep an eye on Open Minds Media that is also set up on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff too. Uh, you can go there to get updates on all my shows as a whole. Um, if you want to support Open Minds Media too, you can go and uh, support the Open Minds Media Patreon. 
Uh, that's the Patreon that I have set up for all my shows because uh, I want to make it so you guys get more bang for your buck. Instead of just getting one show through Patreon, you get four shows and maybe even more in the future. So uh, go and check out the Open Minds Media Patreon. Uh, if you want to support the show in some other ways, you can always donate on Ko-fi. Uh, you can donate on Anchor, which is the RSS host. If you go all the way down to the bottom, there will be a little thing that says, uh, says support on Anchor. Um, click that and you can uh, throw in whatever you want to come and support the show. Um, I also have Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, all that set up too. If you guys want to donate a couple bucks for some kombucha for me to drink on the show, um, always appreciate it. And I will definitely give you guys shout outs if you guys do some stuff like that for me. Uh, if you want to get some merch for the show, which is another way to uh, help out the show and another way to donate where you kind of get a little bit more back for it. Um, yeah, you can go and check out the Open Minds Media merch store. Uh, just like most things that I do, I put everything all in the one place. You can find shirts and all that fun stuff for all my shows, all in one place. So, yeah, go and check that out. Uh, also, come and check out Crypto Theology. Um, there is some collab stuff with Open Minds Media with Joe from Crypto Theology. But uh, even just his designs as a whole, man, he's got some really cool stuff, all pertaining to cryptids, alien stuff. Um, he's got series that are specifically like state location, uh, cryptids, and different paranormal things. He's got a bunch of parodies that are band logos and uh, comic book covers. Uh, it, it, it's vast, man. He's always adding more stuff. So keep an eye out for that because every time you go on there, there might even be a new design. And uh, with that, you can go and uh, check out the link tree if you want to come and check out anything that I've referenced. Uh, the link tree for this show is L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries Var Reality Podcast. And uh, if you want to check out Open Minds Media, I do have a link tree set up for that where it'll connect you to all the shows. Uh, that one is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And with that, welcome to the show, experiencer and writer, Jordan Trokey. How's it going today, man? Hey, brother. I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we had a little bit of, I, I say this, I feel like on every show, but we had to reschedule this three times before we actually made it work. So, you know, everything falls into place for a certain reason. So I'm really hoping that this is going to be a great show, man. Oh, it's definitely going to be super fun. Yeah, sorry about this. Cancels. Life got a little uh, insane. Buying a house kind of throws everything in the air. <laughs> so sometimes things get moved around a little bit. But yeah, I'm ready to roll for sure. See, I do it myself anyway. So I'm the, I'm the last one to be mad at anybody for that. Shit happens, man. It's, just, it's part of the game, man. <laughs> it's life, right? It's up and down all over the place for sure. So uh, from what I've heard, you've had a lot of crazy experiences through your life. But before we get into all of that stuff, I know that you have a lot of other things that you do. So if you want to give people kind of a rough idea about what you do as a writer and all the other types of stuff you get into, um, yeah, I'd sure they'd appreciate knowing a little bit of background about you. Oh, absolutely. So uh, my handle is Creationist Life. Uh, you can find me on any social media, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, I'm a writer. I've uh, written an actual novel during the, during the pandemic. So that was my goal is I'm going to try to write a novel and I actually did it, which is super fun. Uh, the novel is called Incarnate, Rise of the Remnant. You can find it on Amazon. It's online for free, too, to read it online. Uh, but I'm also like a manga author, webtoon creator, um, regular comic creator. I love writing and creating worlds. And part of, I think, the gift for me is I can tune in or channel something as I'm writing, and it just comes through me. And next thing you know, I'm writing all these crazy stories. So I think it's part of the gift I have here and my purpose of actually being on this planet. So super important to me and yeah if anyone wants to check it out please reach out anytime i'm here to chat with you or if you're an aspiring creator yeah i love taking it under my wing or telling you how to create stuff I'm, I'm down for it for sure 
So uh, I'm sure that people are definitely probably wondering at this point, uh, why don't you kind of give them a rough idea about what your novel's about and maybe what some of your uh, favorite things that you've written are about, just so kind of people have like, yeah, a feel sure. for what you, what kind of stuff you read exactly. Absolutely. So the novels, um, think of like Walking Dead, but instead of zombies, it's AI robots that are waging war on humanity. Ooh. So it's like, <laughs> it's like a survival horror type of story. Um, basically, the creator of these machines called Remnant um, they came to their own sentence and started attacking people. And there's a whole fantasy element built into it that it goes through, but it's kind of like a horror thriller book um, with fantasy stuff towards, towards the end of it. So it's super interesting. It's like a, a roller coaster of when you read it. Um, as far as my webtoons and stuff, I have one called the fallen. It's literally about like the fallen angels falling to earth, impregnating women, having children called Nephilim and trying to like take over the world back in medieval time like swords and stuff like that magic was real and all that back then and uh one of the uh kids of the main fallen angel is like fighting against him he's channeling like the angel of death's powers super cool story um and then uh, one of my other ones is called deck of fates it's about um mages that can channel the tarot card spirits and like use their powers and, and fight and stuff like that those so you'll find those online they're webtoons so they're full color and everything they come out weekly um, but yeah, I've been doing it for years. So it's a super big passion of mine to like just create, you know, stories, bring people into the worlds that I can dream up or in my opinion, channel them. It's kind of how it feels when I'm writing them. It's not really me. It's like coming from somewhere else and um, just putting them down and having artists draw them. It's insane to see them draw what's in my head and it's perfect. You know, it's, it's a really trippy, trippy thing. Oh yeah, dude, I bet. And I'm sure that just off of those topics of what those are about, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people in this community that are more than interested in checking it out. Like I already know that I'm going to be yeah. checking it out because I'm I'm a huge yeah, fan of sure. anime to begin with. So I'd love to oh, check out the it. stuff you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's a definitely grew up with it. You know, I'm 37, so tsunami and stuff after school, and mm -hmm. you know, Dragon Ball and and Kenshin. You know, all this stuff. Berserk definitely Berserk really did inspire me a lot because that thing that's such a crazy story. Um, but yeah, you know, it all inspired me, and then now. I've been writing for probably 15 years now and it's just, it's, I want to be able to do it full time for sure. So hopefully I'll get there here pretty soon. <laughs> just got to keep working jobs. at it, man. Got to get enough yeah, people absolutely. that support you and, you know, make the dreams come true. <laughs> just keep plugging away. Right. Once that, <laughs> for sure. So, um, absolutely. before we get into your, uh, experiences exactly, just one last question, I guess, about your writing. Um, sure. so that, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of relevant to the conversation, but I'm assuming that a lot of your influences or a lot of your experiences probably influenced a lot of what you write about. Correct. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Especially the, uh, the fallen angel one, uh, that, that series, uh, that's actually the first series I ever tried to make like back when I was like 20 and never got it off the ground. And we get, I would start a little bit and people would draw like three pages and leave and it's been a story in the making probably for 15 years. So I finally got like a superstar art team to do it. And of course it has to deal with a lot of, a lot of high level concepts about, you know, the past, what was humanity's past back then, you know, like what was really going on? Was there these creatures roaming the earth that had, you know, abilities that maybe we don't have now. And, you know, it's all that fun stuff in, in a anime type story. Um, but it's definitely heavily influenced. I would say, by a lot of the experiences that I've seen and beings, I guess would be the word I would use, uh, encountered and just how I feel some of them, you know, maybe like or fear a little too much type thing. Mm -hmm. So that's heavily in that story a lot. The fallen angels like to devour our fear and it's like food to them in the story. So 
Do you uh, try to keep your books like true to the uh, to the lore of what you what you're writing about exactly, or do you kind of just like have fun with it and mm-hmm. add your own little side twist to stuff? I would say I try to keep it a well. I'd say I'd keep it faithful to the lore to an extent, but I got to make it my own version of that, and I'd like to meld different lords together into one. Says you know, cohesive storyline. Yeah, I always dig it when people actually know the lore, and then they're able to kind of yeah. like influence it in instead of just being like, it's "Okay, here's a concept," and I know nothing about the background of it, but I'm going to use. Oh this. no! <laughs> oh yeah, I read. I read all about um, Book of Enoch and the Dead Sea Scrolls. I was obsessed with that stuff. Um, you know, back in the day, and I just the concept of um, fallen angels falling in love with, well, not falling in love, but wanting to create their own life forms by using humans to birth them. Super interesting concept, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely one of my, like, I was like, I'm going to make a series about this. And there's really not a lot of, even now, I mean, I wrote it 15 years ago, but of course I have to rewrite it now because I'm way better than I used <laughs> to be at writing. But there still isn't like content in that arena. You don't see like anime with fallen angels or angels that we you know with wings and powers you see a little bit but it's still not really you know something that is heavily out there right now you know say it's heavily talked about like nephilim and everything like that as far as like the community goes so it's kind of cool that you got the niche that you're the only one making the entertainment for it but you're lucking out that it's currently like a hot topic that'll probably draw a lot of people's attention that way and you know 15 years ago when i started it there was nothing i mean i remember when i think diablo 3 came out they called their heroes nephilim in there and i was like they're still my ideas you know all this stuff <laughs> uh but even that it's not the same thing they're just using a cool word because they're not the in that game they're not children of angels or anything so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so, like yeah. what i was saying they like the concept so that they just kind of they don't yeah. really follow the lore but they kind of just tweak it into mm-hmm. their own thing so <laughs> mm-hmm which is always okay, yeah, but that. I always I like I like it when people have at least like some oh, yeah. accuracy, at least where it's important, of course, you know. But you know, oh, you, you got to make your yeah. own story and storyline. But at least like the the components that are important, like you got to keep them true to the lore, you know. Here, when you read that, if you, you're probably pretty awake, I feel like you'll probably catch on to some of the things that I've put in that story that a lot of people talk about. So you may be interested in a little bit more. De- there's a little deeper thing in that story than just surface level fighting, you know, action comic. That's like the surface level, but there's deeper, of course, things going on in there. And uh, if you you said that that one was available online too, because I can always add yeah. the link into the description if anybody else wants to check yep. it out, of course, too. Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's under Voice Me. It's v o y c e dot m e is the site, and you'll you'll find it. it's like a up and coming like web comic site. It's really big right now, so um, it's on. They're the ones who helped me make that best story, this reality, this dream of reality of getting a really good art team. And, it's just, it's awesome. Love it. Dude, really excited to see where you might end up in the next couple of years if you keep plugging away what you're doing, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm not going to stop. So that's the only time it won't happen if you stop. So I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> Dude, that's a good mentality to have because, uh, you know, I kind of do the same with my show too. You know, everybody has like their own different media of expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. And once you find the proper one, you kind of do this thing where it's like you won't let yourself give up on it. You just do it. And there's no, yeah. there's no other, there's no other possibility. Like you just do it <laughs> where it goes. You have it goes. To because if, if it, if it, if you stop, then it's not ever going to happen. And that's the truth. That's the bottom line. Um, you know, I always think of George Martin or with game of Thrones, like he could have had it made and he did anyway. He's an old dude and he had got it made and it blew up. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to wait that long. I want it now, but I'm also not going <laughs> to like, 
you know, quit either, even though I, I would have wished that things would have blown up faster and stuff like that. But it is what it is. It, it happens when it's supposed to happen. That's what I was going to say. Everything happens in the time it's yeah. supposed to happen. So, yeah, you know, you can't, you can't rush it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, of course, you don't just have some experiences. You have a life full of experiences. So oh, I guess yeah. the best place to start would probably be from the very beginning, because I definitely want to make sure that we uh, touch base on all of these stories, because that's the only <laughs> way we're really going to find the connections between them, of course. True, for sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to say, I'm let's see. I'd say around 10, 11 maybe is when the first big, so the first real big, in my opinion, experience. And again, I, I feel like I was 11, but time's weird back then. You don't really think it's time like that. Um, I'm in the neighborhood that I actually live in right now, which is funny. Uh, the house I grew up in is about six houses down from here where I'm at right now. Um, and weirdly enough, the house that I'm in right now is the same model as that house. So when I walked into here, I got all these memories from like being a kid. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> like layout of the house. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, back back when I was a kid, we'd be kicked out on Saturday and you're out for eight, nine, 10 hours. There's no cell phones, of course. So you're hanging out, making trouble in the neighborhood. You got your group of friends, the whole neighborhood of kids just doing stuff. Uh, it was late night, probably, probably like nine. I think the sun just set you know, recently and me and the, and my buddies are just hanging out in the court chat and we got the bikes with the pegs on them. You know, we used to stand on the back or whatever and we're all just talking. And one of my best friend's little brother's like, what's that? You know, points up and we all look up and you see like, you know, there's some clouds in the sky. Well, one of the clouds starts lighting up, like there's something behind it. And we're like, what is this? There's no noise. And it, and this craft, I guess would be the word flies out hovers out of this thing and it's actually this is a great representation it looks like this kind of shape like a tic tac four lights on the bottom that are white no noise at all it's hovering obviously we know what helicopters are we're not idiots so we immediately get like that primal fear of like get the hell out of this place because this isn't supposed to be here whatever this thing is so the cool thing about this neighbor that I lived in was that I lived at the end of the street and my best friend lived around the bend at the end of this court. So literally his older brother, my little brother, his little brother, they all book it towards his house. And for some reason, me and my best friend decided to go to my house, maybe like a split up thing, right? Like divide and conquer. I don't know what we were thinking. So ship can't split in two, like, <laughs> right? Well, that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. So we start going down the street, right? And there's a bend. So he's pedaling and I'm on the pegs. And we're, you know, you're pedaling like your life's, you know, as hard as you can, you're freaked out. So we get around the bend and we're kind of like getting towards close to my house. And the ship like comes over the court in front of us. So now it's in front of us, not behind us. And we're like, holy shit, <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? So like we spin back around, we go back the other way and he's trying to look and I'm like, dude, focus on the road because we're going to hit a parked car. I'll look at it. So it, it kind of followed us back to his house. We ditched the bike, ran inside. We didn't leave the house, obviously. Freaked out all night long. So a couple of weeks after that, of course, we tell our parents, they're like, it was a helicopter. You you know, your kids are being stupid. It wasn't. We know it wasn't. Of course not. So a couple of weeks, couple of weeks or something, or maybe up to a month, some time goes by. And in this neighborhood, there's a giant lake, like a man-made lake. And 
you know, we're hanging out, fishing, looking around, and we see like this giant floating boulder. Like this thing's huge. And we're like, what is this thing? So we like fish it and we kind of like we pull it in and it's a giant rock. Like it's floating. This thing's floating. Like like levitating like, floating or like floating in the no, water? No, like floating in the water. Like it's not sinking. This thing is like huge. It should sink. It's a mm -hmm. giant ass rock. It's heavy too. You can't pick it up. So we're like, what the heck? So we call our dads over, right? The dads come over. They get in the water. They start lifting this thing. It takes like three grown men to pick it up. It's shaped like a diamond. So it's it's black, but it's like this. And it's all sharp. Under It's like concentric circles, like sharp, like cut. So now as an adult, I'm like, if this was a meteorite, we could have been rich as hell because <laughs> yeah, easily. It's, it's, it's huge. So the dads take it. And what was really weird is I was super sharp. And I'll never forget when they pulled it out of the water, I looked at it and there was this red worm that was like crawling out of this thing. I don't know what the hell it was. They didn't know what it was. They, um, my best friend's dad took it. They were building a house and they had like a little man-made pond in their back. They threw it in there. That thing floated in there for like, I'd say 10 to 15 years. It was in his little pond in the back. And then one day we went over there in our twenties and it was gone. So either it sunk or something came and got it. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that thing. I want to drain his pond and see if it's in there, but it was a floating like meteorite or something. I don't know. I guess I don't know. And after that, like you had the UFO thing, you had the meteorite thing or the rock, whatever. And then after that, we started having like weird experiences. Like I was telling you earlier, we were out, you know, we played uh, manhunt, you know, every night at eight, nine o'clock. We were running through the, you know, tag and shit. And all the neighborhood kids are playing. And there was a this big bat that flew over us. You know, you just hear like woof noise of wings and this thing, I swear the body was the size of like a kid's body, flew in over the lake and we never saw it again. And we're like, what was that? You know, it's like a mini bat squatch. <laughs> like, we, yeah, I don't know what that, I, I still don't know what that was. Um, and then shortly after that, as far as like the paranormal stuff didn't really start yet. Um, my best friend moved into his house that his parents built and then we moved into a new house. So in the house that we were at which is where my dad still lives now he owns that house um that's when the paranormal stuff started happening so unfortunately um this whole ufo thing and bat thing and like you know we would sleep over and like record ourselves with like a tape recorder back then like an hour we would talk and then replay it and you'd hear like coughing in the recording even though that was never happening during the recording you would hear like a whisper sometimes that wasn't so we were like seeing picking up we weird yeah weird shit going on so unfortunately the side effect of all this stuff was like of course it makes life really interesting and mysterious and fun and scary but then it's like oh can we do more so we start messing with the good old ouija board which was the worst fucking thing ever <laughs> and that starts spelling things out people's names saying weird stuff and unfortunately, we did that in my house. And I know now that we had definitely opened the gateway because from that point on, there in my house, there was all kinds of paranormal activity. Parents started fighting a lot. They ended up getting divorced years later. But like a lot of that kind of stuff started happening in, in our house, like crazy amounts um, to where like I would wake up in the night and see like a shadow person like standing in the room. 
Ooh. I'd be frozen. I couldn't move, you know, stuff like that. Did you get the sleep paralysis when you saw the shadow people or was it? So no. So the shadow thing, and it wasn't just me. I've seen it. My dad's seen it. Um, my stepmom has seen it. I mean, the thing is, it's not there anymore, but back, back then, you know, after they got, he got remarried, like it was around for a little bit and then left. Um, but I woke up in the middle of the night. I remember, I'll never forget. Uh, me and my brother had like a bunk bed, you know, metal red bunk bed. And he begged to sleep on the top. So I was on the bottom and I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't know what time it was, but um, you know, the noise when someone's walking with jeans, like that, that noise of like the leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I hear that. And I thought it was my, cause back then my grandma lived with us and I was like, what is she doing up? It's late. So my door, we had like a sliding door thing. So it slides open. So it physically slid open. Like you heard it and you could see it in this dark, shadow thing that was over six feet tall broad shoulder walks into my room walks to the bed walks like this stops and i look over my shoulder and realize that's not my dad that's not grandma <laughs> what the fuck and that primal fear comes roaring back and i literally turn over start praying put the whole you know blanket over you that whole thing and i just seem like hours but it eventually walks and leaves the room and shuts the door shut the door and so the next morning i'm like someone came in my room right like somebody did that so i'm like hey anyone come in my room i didn't tell anybody anything anybody come in my room last night no you know my dad would tell me he'd like to play pranks and he would admit if he was doing so so yeah it wasn't it wasn't anybody no it was some kind of thing <laughs> some kind of big Dark thing. <laughs> Did you say that other people saw this and you saw, saw it multiple oh, times? Yeah. So I saw it that time. Um, my dad woke up in the middle of the night. We had a big German Shepherd. German Shepherd's whimpering, not moving. He sees it in the corner of his room, staring at him. Thing comes up on him. My dad's a big dude. He can't move. He had to sleep. He couldn't move. Sleep paralysis thing. He's trying to get my, at that point, my mom up. She's knocked out. Like, I don't know if they put you to sleep hard or something like that. And he starts praying and then it, it left. Is it so the same one every time? Or is it uh, possibly like for different that ones? one? So I don't know. I mean, it could have been the same one. I, I didn't see it because he saw it that time. Um, I imagine it probably was because at that point, you know, their marriage was breaking apart and there was a lot of negative energy in the house from the, from the fighting and stuff like that. So I'm sure for them, it was like a smorgasbord of like turkey dinner. Oh, yeah. yeah. And as all that's going on, you know, the paranormal experiences are, are getting more and more. So there was the shadow thing. And then there was a little girl spirit that everyone in that house has seen. Um, I don't think the little girl spirit was bad, but it was definitely there. Like full apparition? Like you could see like her oh, yeah. facial features? Yeah. Um, me, that same best friend we were upstairs on the computer looking up cheat codes for twisted metal right? <laughs> that game <On> playstation <laughs> and my brother and his little brother were downstairs playing on playing it right i think it was twisted metal two or black i don't remember which one i feel like it was on playstation um so they're they're downstairs playing but back then we had those big you know the square tvs but we had like a big one right yeah, the like tubes from my grandpa it was just a big old square tv right so they're sitting in front of it and it goes black because it's loading the game the little girl standing behind them Holy in the reflection shit. of the black mirror. <laughs> so we're upstairs looking up codes and we hear ah, like a scream. And then 
all of a sudden we hear like running, we turn around and they're both behind us white as a ghost, you know, there's something downstairs, you know, freaking out, you know, cause it, it was standing behind them, which is insane. And I still don't know what that, what that is to this day. I mean, there was a time me and my dad were in the hot tub and he's like, what's your sister doing out of bed? Cause my sister was small and had long hair and everything. And he thought she was standing in the door and my sister was asleep. She never came downstairs. So like it was seen a few times, you know, in that house. What's I a, don't know what it is. What's like your perspective on like the paranormal? Like, are you somebody that sides with so, the fact that there's spirits or do you kind of get into like possible quantum kind of theories and like so thinning okay. theories or. So I think that there's many different entities and they're all different, right? So the little girl ghost thing, it could be a memory, a, a memory, a, an energy of a memory attached to that house from something. It may not actually be a little girl that's stuck there. That that person could have already been moved on to wherever. Um, Did she interact you know. with you guys or was it kind of just, you just kind of saw her? Because so I always kind of entertain the idea of the like impact. I never saw her. I never saw her. That's the thing with her. I've never seen her. My brother has... And, my buddy's uh, little brother, both of them saw her. My dad saw her. Um, my stepmom eventually ended up seeing her in a reflection. And she's like, honey, I don't know who you are, but you got to go. Like, you got to go in the light. And then that, it never came back after that. Um, so I don't know about the little girl ghost. I didn't personally see that one. But the shadow people stuff, um, absolutely, man. Those things are darkness incarnate. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but... You're in a dark oh, yeah. room and you can see them standing there in they're darker than dark. Like they're it's almost like a what I would think a black hole looks like. They just they're standing there and you can see shadow, but you're in a pitch black room. Say I have you know, a good it's, handful it's, of uh, shadow person experiences myself, and it's one of those things yeah, that's really hard to describe unless it's somebody else that's seen it. That you can be in the dark and there's just this thing yeah, in the shape of a person there. that's darker than the room being than dark room. itself. Yeah. And you feel the intent of the thing. That's the thing that's scary because you could you feel the. I would say, I don't need, I don't know if the word hatred is the right word, malevolence maybe. You could you could feel like it's just like staring at you, you know, and it does, and it, it's not a good being clearly, like you know that, like, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like a warm and fuzzy thing, um, but. There'd be times that me and my brother would be watching TV during this period, literally 12 o'clock in the day, sun is shining through the windows, you know, beams of light, and you're seeing the peripheral all over, stuff running everywhere in your peripheral vision. And we're just like looking at the TV, like literally out loud saying, man, this is a good movie. Love <laughs> this movie. You know, like just totally trying to block it out. But you're seeing like, something move over here and you're like something over there and it, it's middle of the day i mean it was the middle of the day and these things were going wild in the house at this point do you think it was something like attached to you or your family or do you think that it was something that was kind of like like a thinning of the veil in that so, house or something attached to the house or so my theory of that stuff now is um so i found out years later that the couple that my parents bought the house from they were on the verge of a divorce and his kids were bullying her kids because they ended up starting having kids with each other too. And she was like, we need to get out of this freaking house right now. And if we don't move out, I'm leaving you. So there was something going on in that marriage before. 
which is interesting. Empiric um, energy were, found a spot and is just trying was, to harness anything. So then my parents moved in and they were always super close and good and everything. But then it, that started to dissolve. Um, but we started playing Ouija shit. And I know that that either opened a portal or kicked open the portal that was kind of a little bit open. It fucking just ripped that thing open. And whatever was in that house was, or maybe calling friends over that whatever was in that house originally was like, hey, come on over. It's open. And it was just, it was madness, man. We there was like we're eating Thanksgiving dinner, our whole family, like grandma, aunts, uncles, and that German shepherd out of nowhere staring at the corner, growling, hackles up, snarling, staring at something in the corner. And we're all just like, you know, uh, yeah, something <laughs> in the corner. You know what I mean? And he's just like this, like he would back up. Yeah, you know, he was watching something, was there, like clearly. He's protecting the family from it. So it, and my family's cool because they all we all know that all this shit's real. Like there's never like the oh you're just seeing things like with paranormal like that. The alien thing they were like that, but the UFO thing, but anything paranormal, we're we're Puerto Rican, we all know all that shit's real. So <laughs> you never have that thing. <laughs> my grandma has dreams that she's like someone's gonna be pregnant soon, and then like a, two weeks later, oh someone's pregnant. Like it's it, it's all the time, you know. Mm. So it's probably part of the family is just intuitive like that and awakened. And that's probably like a light in the darkness where some of these things are like, Ooh, that's a full stake right there. Let me get his energy. You know, was there a, get his energy, anything weird in particular that was said um, over the Ouija board before everything started happening? Like what was like the weirdest thing uh, that came across on the Ouija board before everything started happening? I just happening? remember that it would, what, I know we put, so here's the thing with the Ouija board, right? Because there's always the, oh, someone could be moving it, right? Someone, that's the whole, oh, it's not real because one of your friends is being an asshole, right? And moving it around. <laughs> well, yeah, I fucked with it on my own one day to see, and it was moving on its own with my hands on it and spelling shit that I would never have spelled. And I was like, oh, my God, this is super real. And that's probably really dumb because that's probably what really opened the door really bad. Um, as far as spelling things, I, I don't remember things specifically it was spelling, but I remember it was weird stuff that we were all like, like, who would think of this kind of stuff? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We were, we were like, what? Did so you... yeah, I know when I played with it on my own, I really got freaked out because it was definitely like doing this. I mean, it was fucking moving around. Dude, I've never sure. actually messed with a Ouija board myself just because it's do like, not do it. Yeah. I, do I don't even do want it. to take the chance it of is... it. It don't even take the chance. It's a giant magnifying glass, a giant light in the darkness saying, hey, there's a door open over here. Um, I'm sure there's ways that you can do it where you can close it and it's not, but it's not worth It's honestly not worth it. Because <laughs> you... nothing good is going to come through that thing. That's no. not the point of that thing. Do, do you think that uh, your previous experiences before this like had some kind of tie that led into it or do you think that they were two like completely separate instances? <sighs> so... I might be able to answer that as the story goes on. Because uh, I know you're yeah, saying we'll, that you we'll saw the orb back to this. come from the rock. And we'll I was circle just back to this. curious if uh, that seemed like it was almost, uh, I don't want to say conscious, but not just like a light, like it was, there's something to that. Well, to that the UFO orb. was absolutely a tic-tac with, with, it was either three or four white lights. No noise. Absolutely. Either an alien vehicle or one of our government was fucking playing. Like, let's fuck these kids up and freak them out. It was definitely not a vehicle that, not a, it's definitely UAP, 100%. Mm -hmm. 
at that i don't know if, who was piloting that damn thing um but it was definitely not a known man-made vehicle right i mean we were yeah i grew up watching all kinds of shit i mean i had a lot of knowledge of that stuff but when you don't have a noise and the thing's hovering and it's got four lights on it what else is it gonna be man <laughs> you know it's gonna be you know, you know like that's how you kind of throw that out the window because they created the stealth bomber and that thing still makes some noise. So it's like if they were going to create that, then that thing would be silent if they already had that technology. <laughs> well, yeah, or it's, yeah, it, whatever it was, it was definitely not, you know, something that was known to the world. You know, it looks like a, t- it looked like a Tic Tac. I'll never forget that. That's the only time I ever saw a UFO like, like that. Um, my second UFO experience, I was an adult, but I have to wait to get to that because that's only happened a few years ago. Um, so the, the the paranormal shit, you know, was going on. You know, the fa- everyone in the family knew, like, there's something in the house. You know, um, my aunt had her her infant son came over. He's in her arms. He's knocked out. She walks over to the room downstairs that we that was our room. Her son wakes up screaming fucking crying freaking out that room's always cold by the way no matter what that room is always cold and she takes the kid out of the room and the kid just goes back to sleep and she's like i hate that room there's something in that room and that's the room that no one knew that we played ouija in there like we didn't tell anybody you know, <laughs> me and my brother knew because we we're like oh shit that's the well that's where we did it um we had they had a priest bless the house once and no, I mean, we didn't say anything to him. He gets to that room and he's like, who who sleeps in this room? And we're like, oh, us. And he's like, okay, because there's something in this room. Like, he already knew. He, you know, he started blessing it and shit. So, I mean, obviously there was something going on. There's obviously a portal in there. Did you he know, ever say what he that. thought was going on in there? Like, did he ever, like, yeah. use any terminology or say, like, I think it's this or anything? You know, he was like, I'm going to let me go in there. I'm going to do a few prayers. And he went in there alone for like five, 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Now, one other thing in that house that happened, um, you know, like if you hit the top of your dryer really hard, that noise that it makes and how it vibrates a little bit. Yeah. Like kind of ping noise. Yeah. That ping noise. Yeah. So my brother and I, only people in the house were watching TV or we're making a sandwich. Like we're in the, we're in the living room area and you just hear something like, I'm on the freaking dryer three times. Middle of the day, dude. And we look at each other and we're like, let's go to the park. We literally just left. Because it just, it wouldn't stop, man. You know, it was like constant. There was shit going on all the time. You know, just, it's uncomfortable. It's not fun to live in. Like, you know. It goes into a whole other realm too when it's happening throughout the day and not just like at night or certain times. Well, that's the other part is if it's in the middle of the day, look how brave this thing is. Like it knows that you can, see, it knows that you know it's there. Like you know what I mean. It knows that you know about it, right? If it's doing it in the day, and it's probably you know, collecting like more knows. energy from you because if it has well, the ability exactly. to freak you out during the day, it's probably like double that's, points, you know. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. They're feeding. So, my dad and mom got divorced. She ended up moving out eventually, and after she moved out, I guess the fighting energy was gone. The, that yummy energy that they eat, and the, it just kind of tapered off, man. Not, not much happened at that point anymore, which is interesting, actually. Um, it kind of went away for a while. Um, I graduate high school. I go visit that that aunt that had the baby. And, you know, 
this one was the most plausible. You, there's no plausible deni deniability. You know, you wake up in the night. I mean, I don't think like this, but I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm half asleep. I'm still in a dream. You know, that shit, how people Mm
holy shit thing because it was just in your face it's a physical thing it's not you know yeah it's not waking up you know yeah you hear go you hear the noises and stuff sometimes but to physically like fuck with the volume button like that it's just so brazen <laughs> and just like you asshole and they still have that tv it's never done that again they still have that tv and that was a long time ago it's never ever ever done that again so it was definitely messing with me and definitely like fucking with me i don't know i just messing with me man <laughs> i guess <laughs> almost but makes yeah, you wonder we if kidding. it's uh like some kind of trickster being too that because i i always I uh know. entertain this kind of idea i'm not saying it's definite or anything but um, like theoretically, everything that we perceive as paranormal UFOs, uh, cryptids, all that could just be trickster beings just straight out fucking with us. Could They're be. not even like harvesting it energy. They're just laughing their asses Absolutely. off. <laughs> that That's exactly what it must have been doing because I was so freaked out. because, like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that this thing just physically turned the TV on, turned it up. Turned it, you know, like that's it's just was wild, dude. Or it other, mind, it was one of those mind blowing things. Other sort of. side of the spectrum too, if you get into the whole like quantum idea with the paranormal, um, you know, there could have been somebody on the other side that thought that a ghost was fucking with their TV, and you guys were just doing this battle back and forth, you know? <laughs> I know, right? They're like, this guy keeps, someone's doing this thing. Oh, that's a good, that's a good. I never thought about. That. That's pretty funny. Somebody keeps turning the TV uh, down on the other side. Somebody yeah. keeps turning the TV up. God damn it. <laughs> A parallel reality, someone's over there. Yeah, parallel so, reality. That's um, the trippy part. It's you on both sides. I know. Like it's it's super weird. Um so yeah, so like, you know, we we'd have these little experiences like this. And like I said, you know, we would we'd go out sometimes, like my buddy's that house that we, you know, he had these trees and we'd play tag or hide and seek and we'd see like shadows behind each other sometimes, like of something standing there and just weird shit, you know. So it went on. I mean, our whole my whole childhood's filled with different things like that. Like I said, we would record ourselves audibly, and then on the, one time I'll never forget. You just kept hearing <clears throat> like a growling noise, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And we no, no one did that because we recorded in a room with each other. There was four of us, and you know, weird shit, you mm -hmm. know. And it was just all the time. It was, it was, it was really. It made. It's like Scooby-Doo, but with real monsters and shit. It felt like <laughs> it was just like, what is happening? Like these things would just do this to us, I guess. Um, but, you know, we got older and it kind of, it petered off, you know, obviously at that point we got older and older. I mean, I was in my twenties when the TV thing happened, but you know, it wasn't like, you know, I, I started getting to the point where I realized like they only have power over you if you are scared. Like I, I came to realization at one point where it was like, at the end of the day, I'm physically in this reality. You, whatever it is, are not. So you're not stronger than me. You're playing games and you're trying to scare people because if we're scared of you, you eat it, you get stronger. But if we're not scared of you, you you're nothing. Like you're here, we're here. Sorry, it only works like this if we're scared. And when I when that clicked for me a lot, it just a lot of that shit stopped because I it didn't scare me. So what's the point now? Makes you wonder you too know? if uh, that's the reason why paranormal things are so fringe is because the people that don't give them any validity or believe in them essentially give them no power. So the people that are the biggest skeptics will never see them because 
they don't have a way to harness any energy to be able to actually do anything in front of those people. So, so it's kind of like a catch 22, you know? So the way that I explain it now for this stuff is like, there are certain people who are probably like full course steak dinners out there. Their light is probably super strong and they probably would be a great target to try to like get energy from because if you can take them down to their your level, if you're one of these things, right? It's probably amazing, but you're going to have to, they're going to have to fight that person. They're going to have to try to corrupt them or try to get in their head. And at the end of the day, if you know the game, they can't. So they're not going to fight you because the drunk across the street, the guy popping pills around the corner, that's also food. I'll go, I'll go fucking eat that guy. I mean, they need to eat it. So they're going to go do that. They're not going to battle you for it. You know, and if you realize that you have the authority, they can't overpower that. If you believe that, if you're shaky about it, then maybe they can. But if you're like, no, man, you're not going to do this here. Get out. You know, that kind of stuff. They have to listen because they don't have authority over us. That's the bottom line. They only do if you give them authority. It almost kind of makes you wonder, too, fear. if it's a matter of like a group manifestation possibly that a lot of these different phenomenon that are happening, the reason why they kind of like exist within our laws is because maybe we've created them ourselves. I'm not saying like, like we've mentally maybe. created them, but like we've envisioned them and manifested them into the reality, but they play by the rules that we've created for them because they are something that like we've created, especially so, if we're in like an organic simulation type of theory too. To um, me. So I think like that too, but to me, I think that, it's it's not that to me there's certain cosmic laws that exist that they obviously know that we don't know or it's been hidden from us maybe maybe i should say it like that certain people know and they use it to their advantage and that that's what i think is that when you start realizing that to me it's an absolute spiritual war going on like at all all the time and as far as like people just giving into you know bad instincts and stuff right like the darker part of humanity i think they feed on that i think they feed on fear i think they feed on violence hate um and unfortunately i think i don't know how it works but i think that they're working with certain people in this world that are making these things physically happen and then they're making it energetically happen and we're stuck in this fucking chaos matrix now where it's like, this doesn't even make any sense. Some of the shit that's going on doesn't even make any sense. Like there's not even logic anymore. It's out the window. You know, the rational brain is not even there because it's like, what is even going on? You know? Yeah. The <laughs> so rational like, brain has been so misconstrued, especially in the past few been, years that nobody can really think that rationally anymore. Yeah. And, and the critically thinking has been dumbed down and indoctrinated and all this other shit. And I just, I think that, and they're teaching the people, people not know, to question things anymore, too, on top of it. They want everybody just to follow whatever the mainstream is Just like, hey, just listen. We know what we're talking about. You guys stop questioning it. You don't know what you're talking about. We do. Don't worry about that. We got it. But, you know, people are not going to – the real – they're not going to do that. Like, they're going to – they want to know for themselves, you know. And the whole NPC theory stuff is interesting to me, too, because it does kind of seem like that sometimes. But there's a lot of that. And then, because I'm like, why Why would you not want to question that? Like, don't you question some of this stuff? And some people just look at me like I'm weird for questioning. It's, it's very odd. 
I think it's, it's also kind of weird that it seems like some people just like, like you get into a deep concept or a theory about existence or just like how, I guess like what your purpose is here. And then you like entertain that idea to like an average person and they are like, they no, that's depressing. You. Like, I don't want to think about that. Like why it's not depressing. Like, why do you assume for it to be depressing? If anything, it's being optimistic because yeah. you're hoping that there's more past exactly. this life, you know, like, of course, enjoy the moment, but it's always fun to just like fantasize about what could possibly be rather than just like, oh, it's a void of emptiness. So I don't think about it altogether. You know, like I'd rather yeah, express any other possibility and idea first and hope for oh, it. And that's part of like why I like to talk about this stuff is because there's obviously a thirst for knowledge and thirst for people's real experiences or you guys wouldn't have podcasts. Nobody would listen. So clearly there's a big freaking audience of people who want people to talk about stuff and talk about theories or talk about personal experiences or, you know, whatever, just different things. Like th this reality is not what we think it is. It's very clear. The rules that we play by, many do not play by those rules. There's a reason for that. There's a reason we don't know our history, our human history. Like there's reasons for all this stuff. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that we really can't say how certain things were built, we have an idea of how they were built, but they don't really know. Like, there's reasons for this stuff. You know, what I mean? it's not just, oh, well, I wonder, are they pulled the stone to your ten thousand miles? Like, shut up, yeah, here. <laughs> that's not, that's not, it's dumb, it's stupid because we can't even do it now. It's it's a we matter can't of do it now. Progression. It's simple. We can't do it now. It's a matter of a like progression as like a race too that. Um, Rather yeah. than it being how it used to be. I mean, of course, you have to be physically strong, but it's like a survival of the fittest type of thing where I feel like we're progressing into a time where the survival of the fittest ability is more so who's able to think and use their brain um, to survive rather than use their brawn to survive. So it seems like uh, we're kind of getting to a point where it's like to progress as humanity, we all have to become more intelligent as a civilization. And as time progresses... Um, Maybe, you know, like the the people that aren't able to adapt into these types of concepts, um, they wouldn't be able to kind of get with the future. And I don't want to say get with the future, but like be able to understand that like concept of reality, like we'll be existing. I don't want to oh, say yeah. we, but like half of people will be existing almost yes. on another plane while everybody else is like a plane yeah, lower because the they never split. expanded their brain to be able to yeah. think about the concepts. So you know? the 5D split thing, all that stuff. That's the, all this stuff is like, it's super deep, but it's super connected. And that's the thing that people need to realize is that all of these, a lot of these theories that people have, and, you know, we're stuck trying to put together a puzzle that was purposely hidden from us. That's the truth. It's purposely hidden. So we're trying to figure it out with like one piece over here, one piece over there. And I'm sure there are people who have the full thing, the people that, or descendants of the people that decided to keep that full puzzle. Smithsonian full too, because they're sitting over here. Yeah, Every time like, somebody finds something, they're kicking dirt on top. Like, what'd you find? You didn't yeah. find nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> there, it, the, I think the reality of the human race is way different of our history than what we think. And the world is way different and reality is way different than what we like to think of it. And, you know, I personally think magic and all these other things are probably fucking real. And there's ways to do it. And there's ways that people know and there's ways that people try to figure out but i think a lot of this shit is real the cryptids are probably real 
they're probably from other dimensions or something like that. And they just cross over every now and then. There's a reason that they're always in forests and by big old rocks and shit. There's reasons for all this stuff. It's not just, you know, <laughs> it's, why do you think Bigfoot hasn't been shot and killed yet? Like, there's a fucking reason for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, even just, uh, I don't know, another weird theory that I was thinking about possibly. So you go into like past civilizations and we're kind of making the reference about like progressing with your mind or progressing physically. Um, like what if that's already happened within existence and there's been other races that have popped up and, you know, like, so you have Mm -hmm. like the Atlanteans, for example, just throwing this idea out there that are like the progressed race that got with the minds and advanced that way. And then you have Mm -hmm. the same race, but they went off on a different tangent and advanced physically. And then you have like Sasquatch type beings, you know what I mean? Where maybe they came from the same linear spot, but then they separated off of like what they deemed was important to survive. Well, the fact that they really can't prove how did, if we evolved from monkeys, if we did, how did that happen? What's the missing link? And they don't have an answer for that, but it's accepted as fact that that, that's not fact. That's a theory. Like we don't know that you guys can say that all day long, but at the end of the day, was it God? Was it an alien race that fucked with our DNA? Or did we breed with something else? Like what happened here? Something happened. And I think the past is super important to figure out because how can we ever think like go into the future if we don't, if we don't even know really what the hell are we doing here? I mean, we're on this planet and it's like, you know, every other animal here can survive here. Like we have to like bend the planet to our will to survive here. Like we have to make clothes and have, you can't just live out like, it's weird it's almost like we weren't we're not supposed to be here so like we were placed here or something like because we didn't it doesn't feel like you could survive really on your i mean you can on your own but we need tools and we need this and that and like fire and like a house like we need all these things to actually like survive here but nothing else needs that right i mean any other animal can just live out in the fucking wood they're good to go they have everything they need to do they don't need to build a, a civilization to survive well, that kind of like, goes into you what, have to do that. what you were saying earlier, too. Um, and I made reference to it on the show a bunch of times that there are possibly dark forces that are intending to kind of push us into a certain method of thinking in a certain way I, so that they I can believe that. take our energy. And 100%. that fits, fits into the concept. They keep everybody entrapped in this whole rat race. They push you away from all these mystical concepts and they make you think that the world is just a very flat place, that everybody's miserable. And then you're able to just and suck all the energy out of everybody. There's, no, there's nothing else but material. It's a, it's a, it's, I think it, the, so the way I look at it is that th- this is not supposed to be this. Like, we're not supposed to work 40 hours a week and all this other shit. I don't, that's not the point of all this shit, man. I think something did corrupt what we were supposed to be doing here and has been in control for a long time. I don't think that they're in control anymore. I think the Great Awakening kind of put holes in a lot of stuff and it's all coming to, coming apart. But I don't think that this, I don't think humanity's on the path that it was supposed to be on. I, mean, I think we got shoved onto a path that we weren't supposed to be on. Just another idea, too, is that maybe we were theoretically created as a slave race, and that's why people can so naturally do what we're doing. But in the process of that, we became more sentient, and now it's like we still have the roots of being a slave race, but we're kind of like advanced ourselves, and we're trying to progress away from that. But it's still at heart in the root of us. Because, I mean... I mean, it makes sense. Like, humans are intended to work, but the problem, too, is that people have lost their, like, passion and connection with it because 
you know, you go to a job now, you're making some random thing for some random person you're never going to know. But like back in the day, yeah. you're working all day long, but you felt passion and a need for your work because you were making yeah, something for your, your neighbor and being like, here you yeah. go. I made this for you specifically. Like it, like people need to work. It's sh- that's how you feel like you're actually doing something and progressing Absolutely. humanity. It's just that we've lost our, our personal connection with it. And so in turn, nobody cares and everybody feels miserable about it rather than feeling yeah. and good about instead it. Instead of soul searching and figuring out what does light your soul on fire, you're doping yourself up with drugs, alcohol, whatever the hell they tell you is wrong with you to the point where you've cut off the connection that you're supposed to have to the to source creator, whatever you want to say it is, you fucking, you, you're, you're cutting it off. Like you're doling it. it. You just, you're becoming a robot, unfortunately. And you that, know, with, that's why stimulants and sad. certain things are legal. If you really pay attention to anything that expands no, your mind's illegal, anything that it, makes you just keep work, 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 energy, 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 yeah. all that stuff's legal. Stimulants. Boom. Yeah, have go at home. It. Stop. Stop looking into all these things that are corruption that you don't really, it, that's how we play the game. Be quiet, go to work. Don't worry about it. We're going to make it so hard for you to live because everything's so expensive. All you can focus on is work. Go. We're going to do this stuff over here. I mean, that's really what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and you people are miserable and they're depressed. They, they can't handle it. And, you know, people are not following what they're supposed what, whatever their, their path is supposed to be. A lot of people are, can't even find it anymore. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't even know that they're not on it. They don't even, maybe they don't even know it exists. Think about that. It's that materialistic concept too, it's that sad. people think they're doing good when they're making a lot of money. But like, I don't know. I'm just one of those people personally that I would take a couple dollar an hour pay cut in order to enjoy my eight hours I have to spend at work each day versus making way more money and being miserable for eight hours. Like the quality well, of life is more important people, than the material part of it. Well, all those people, they get the money, the house, the car, whatever, the, the watch, and they're still miserable. You, there's a mm-hmm. fucking reason why they're still miserable. It's because that's not what that's about. It's not about all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's crazy that pe- what's really interesting to me is that someone could succeed materialistically and physically like that and still be completely cut off from the other side of, of the rest of all of this. And it just shows that that person if they did do that other stuff and started down that path would probably end up being a completely full person because they would eventually be able to, to merge both versions. That's why you that. see that like some of the people that are in the poorest places, yes, they may not have everything that they want, but like they're, but they're happy. They're generally like happier and they appreciate even just like family yeah. time. Like you go to some third world country versus like yeah. a family in the United States. And which one do you think appreciates that family time more, puts more time into the family, has more smiles amongst hanging mm-hmm. out in the family? It's that third world country because they don't have much else and they can really just appreciate that and they're not distracted by all the material shit. Like, of course, by everybody the needs their shit, basic yeah. necessities to live. I'm not going to say that, but just in general, like the poorest people are the happiest with each other. Yeah, because they know it's more than, you know, those 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 people who get super wealthy and they just trample everyone to get there, right? Well, eventually when they're sick or they're going to die, nobody's fucking there. And if they are there, they're only there to get the money. And they know that. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room knows that. So at the end of the day, like, what really is important? When you're on every, you can't escape death. Everyone's gonna die. So when you're on that point, do you want to look around and say these bastards only want my money? They don't care. Or do you want to look around and be like, oh, 
they actually care. They're sad. They're this or that. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. simple. It's not that hard. It really is not that hard to understand, but people get so wrapped up in the constant because the, it's set up that way. Like you said, the rat race thing, it's, it's set up that way on purpose to make you so tired that you don't even have energy to think about that shit. And if you believe that there are things out there that are sucking your energy, no wonder we're fucking tired all the time. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Probably they're probably literally at Walmart and at the gas station and attached to a family member or a neighbor and then you go talk to them and it's like, oh, let me just siphon a little bit off Jordan real quick. You know, like if we don't even know that they exist, how can you protect your, yourself from it? I mean, there could theoretically you be can. an energy vampire at every single work facility that just harnesses all cool. of the bad energy out of anywhere that anyone Why wouldn't works. there? Why wouldn't there be? You know, it would be great. A call center. That'd be a damn good place to have one. Mm-hmm. Dude, there was a, there's a, there's a, uh, it's a foreign film. I think it's Russian. Somebody's telling me about it. I haven't actually watched it myself, but the idea of it's supposed to be that there's corporations and each corporation is uh, represented by like a different being. So this guy starts like seeing all these like beings attached to people who are part of different corporations. And it's basically that oh, concept. Interesting. But it that sounds is so interesting. I'll have to figure out the name that of it. Sounds it sounds crazy and out there. Interesting. But... <laughs> Not, I don't think so, man. I mean, I, I think so kind of what I was saying in the beginning, like when I'm writing, I'm tapping into something. These ideas are not mine. I know that. Kashuk record, man. Yes. I'm tapping in and getting it. What I find interesting is that certain medias, whoever's making it is tapping into something too, because you can see, like you said, that is someone who's tapping into something that's trying to show something. There's um, on Netflix, it's the guy who did um, District 9. He has a show or like a little short series called Oats Studios, I believe. And there's an episode in there that there's dark alien things that have attacked Earth and they're feeding on our energy and our bodies. And if you really want to look at something that's really freaking interesting about that, that is a, it's like 30 minutes long. That is one of them that you'll be like, holy shit, this guy's tapping into something right now. Big time. Oh yeah, for, for sure. sure. So I'm, try- sure. I'm trying to figure like- out the name of this uh, this movie for you too, because uh, I feel like everybody should definitely go and check it out. So it was like that old '80s movie where the guy had the glasses. Oh, that's uh, they that live. Is, I think it, they live, and they can. That's tapping. That's probably accurate. <laughs> that's probably pretty accurate. Oh, for fucking sure. That's just a, another yeah. way of like talking about the reptilians in a way. Like they may. Yeah, and they're like mask like, differently, hey, but it's the concepts there. It's the, and that's super old. So, who's to say they're not? I mean, honestly, how do we know? fucking know? They probably are there. I mean, I know there are things. So, I mean, there's been plenty of shit I've kicked out of this house that I'm in now. Use a little sage. Gone. Do that. I do the same thing, and it's kind of funny too because when it comes to like saging, you have to make sure that you do it the proper way. Um, because there's like the whole thing about you have to trail it out the door. And if not, then you're just kind of like swirling them back in circles. Yeah. Back into your house essentially. So it's like saging can be done and it's a very good thing to do, but you have to make sure that you do it properly. Otherwise there is a possibility that you could make your problem worse. Here you want, you want to know a good stage story of a couple of them actually. Oh yeah. I definitely love to hear it. So my, to my aunt with that little baby. So that kid's now 17, you know, he's about to graduate high school. And like last year, a couple of years ago, he, you know, I thought he was going through his little emo phase, you know, all the teenagers go through that, but he was being different. Like he wasn't talking a lot and stuff. 
And my intuition ever since I did my past life regression is like stupid now. Like it's super strong. Like it's crazy. But I was like, Hey man, come here. I got to talk to you at a family party. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what's going on, man? He's like, what? I'm like, are you seeing something? Something's fucking with you, isn't it? And he just, he looked at me like, how do you, how do you, how do you know that? I haven't told anybody. I'm like, what's going on, man? So he proceeds to tell me that he was skateboarding at an abandoned church with his friends. <laughs> Red flag number one, <laughs> abandoned <laughs> church. And I'm like, oh, let me guess. There, You got an attachment now. And it's followed you home. And it's fucking with you. And you're, and you're seeing weird shit. And he's like, he sees, he's seen it directly standing in his door in the middle of the day and it's got horns and red eyes it's a, it's a demon it's some kind of demon and it, it's been haunting him for fucking months can't sleep he's short short tempered you know all this stuff so i gave some sage to my aunt and i'm like you need to sage your house and she was telling me that she was like catching like shadow children running around her house like she'd see them or she'd feel a hand on her back and shit you know like creepy shit like that oh yeah i'm like sage your house dude like you got I said your son is going through some shit you need to sage your house i tell her like you just said keep a window open do the whole thing so she does the whole house right she gets to his room and she's holding the sage you know it's smoking and it's like something's doing this because it, it keeps going out the smoke and she's like lights it again oh lights it again oh, like five times dude where she has to just hold the lighter on with the sage and she's just burning that shit in his room right <laughs> and she goes to him she sages around him he looks out her dead in the eyes runs to the bathroom and vomits in the bathroom just for like 20 minutes <laughs> just bah! But like just totally it was in him dude you know and it needed to like i wonder almost it, wonder it, if it the, was the sage thing. the sage kicked it out i don't know how the sage works i, I don't know i've tried to look it up how the mechanism in the sage but it works i've used it several times but it's it he literally vomited in the bathroom out of nowhere for 10 to 15 minutes 20 minutes and then he never saw that thing again. <laughs> Dude, I've I've heard so many different crazy sage stories. It's and it's insane. I'm curious where like the root starts because it's like every I tried. There's I so many different. I looked it up. Yeah, there's so many different yeah. civilizations. Like sage is just agreed upon above everything, and it, I don't. It yeah, works. I don't know where it starts at. <laughs> I don't know where it starts or why or what the mechanism is or the smell. I don't know what it is, but. Or the belief in it, maybe is part of it, but there's um there's a lot of power in belief. Know, so that maybe, maybe that is part of what it is too. Is that if you uh, put your focus into that, uh, almost like old. a cross, people putting their focus into the cross, it has power across everything just because of how much focus energy is into it. Is into it, yeah. I mean, there was times like in that my dad's house in that room. I'll never forget. There was a family party. Our brothers knocked out in there. And I'm like, I'll sleep on the floor. I go in there, lay on the floor, and I can't, I can't move. I feel like something's like crushing me, dude. Like, and I'm an adult, I'm like 20 something. And I'm like, what? I could literally crawl out of the room. I reach the threshold and it's gone. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? This thing is in this room. Like, 
it, there was something in that room. It's not anymore, but it's, that was the portal, man. There, it drew a lot of stuff in there. And, you know, Sage, I've used it here um, in this current house. So my stepson, I was telling you before, but so he, there was a, a couple of years ago, he woke up in the middle of the night. Or no, no, actually, I was awake. So it was like maybe nine, 10 o'clock. And I walked up to his room and I'm like, hey, man, you're right. And he's just sitting up in bed and he's like, I just saw someone standing in the hallway. I'm like, yeah, it was me. He's like, no, somebody was at the end of the hall and walked towards me. And it was an old man. And he was very tall. And I saw him and he looked at me and then he walked down the stairs and he heard him like, you know, walking down the stairs. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. So then I tell my wife that night she's like that sounds like my grandpa like he was super tall like six seven but he died a long time ago so the next morning he, he wakes up and he's like i think it was my mom's grandpa right he's like i remember i, I remember he was really tall so we pulled out a picture and he, he was like a two-year-old when the granddad died and he's like that's the guy that i saw so i'm like interesting right so yeah because that's that's the kind of stuff you can't just like make up (laughs) oh yeah yeah so a couple months later so is my wife we were engaged right we're but we're getting married and her best friend comes in she's a psychic intuitive person she walks in her door and she's like hey got she's from florida right got off the plane we're chatting having a drink she's like so um you guys want to tell me about the old man that's in the house? And we were like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> we didn't say anything. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, uh, he walked up the stairs. She likes to walk up and down the stairs in the hallway. And we're just like, fuck. And we start laughing. And she's like, so what happened? So we tell her about you know, her son. And she's like, yeah, he wanted your son to know that his ability is real. And that before he sees some shit, that's not really going to be the best first experience he wanted him to see someone familiar in like human form that looked like you know he knew who someone good that he knew yeah try not to try to break that barrier a fucking <laughs> not a fucking weird creature or ghost or whatever the fuck it is right so she tells us right and what's really crazy is about i don't know when we moved in this house a year before all this our neighbor told us that there's an old lady ghost in this neighborhood, right? That likes to go in the houses and scare people. We're like, we thought she was fucking with us. So our friend goes, yeah, your granddad's here to watch the wedding to make sure nothing goes crazy because a lot of people throwing bad stuff at you guys right now. And he's also here to keep this old lady ghost in the neighborhood from fucking with your shit. And we're like, how the fuck do you know about the old lady ghost? Because no one, you know, we just found out. <laughs> like, we were like, what the fuck? Did she you goes, figure yeah, out an origin of this old lady ghost, by the way? No, our friend said that she got hit by a carriage and was run over like a long time ago. So it was what, maybe like 1900s, 1800, something like that? I guess. And I guess she was trampled by the horse. So she looks like like that, like fucked up. I Disfigured. Guess. Like <laughs> Disfigured, yeah. And that the grand, I guess my wife's granddad is hanging out around here to make sure nothing is uh nothing's coming inside funny enough 
earlier this year. So we got married, whatever year goes by. I'm looking in the in one of the doorways and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It looks like a scratch on the door frame of one of these doors down downstairs, the hallway door. It looks like something was grabbed onto the to it like this and then yanked. And it's it's at the top of the door. So it's not the dog or the kid or anything. It looks like something was holding it and then was pulled away. Like like higher than like an average person would grab at the yeah. door? Uh, like an adult, if you put your hand up and like touch the door frame towards the top, that's where it is. Well, you were saying that there was like some tall things that like followed you. Do you think it might have been something like grabbing into the door and kind of climbing in? No, I think the little lady ghost got in one day. You know, if, if they can jump on you when you're in a bad mood, who knows? I mean, maybe she snuck on in and grandpa grabbed her and got out of here. Scrap her by the I back of the shirt, happened. like nope. And just was like, get out. Yeah, I think that's what was going on because it's, it's weird and it's at the top. It's 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 scratches. Like you can see it scratches. Like it's weird. Um, also, my wife in this house. Did they look like saw a, some like paper like, and shit floating and stuff? You know, weird shit. There's not that much in this house, but there's some weird stuff. Those scratches too. Are they like uh, like do they look almost? Like like a human hand would have like done them, or do they look like some other type of like creature would have done it? Like something with like long pointed mm-hmm. nails, or is there any other mm-hmm. like distinguishing factors long, to it? I would say long nails. It looks like sharp, like yeah, something sharp like that. And there's th- there's two or three. I think there's three of them, and they're all together. So it, it it's something like that. I don't know what it. We haven't moved anything through that. You know, it's not like we've that was never there before. You know, like we would know. You know, we've been living here for two years. Yeah. You know, it's not like you moved a couch through it and it ripped the, you know, it's not like that. <laughs> it was just one day there. It almost makes me wonder sometimes too, if it's not necessarily that there's like dark spirits of like people that still linger around, but almost that something will like, like there, there'll be a person and there's beings that can't manifest themselves in this reality. So when something dies before it fully like dissipates from this reality, maybe it grabs onto part of its image and use this part of that to try to manifest itself. Because even with, like, Maybe. encounters like that, I don't know, it just, it seems like uh, the long nails, like, it doesn't seem very, I mean, it, it could be human-like, but I don't know, it just seems like there may be, like, another force that's, yeah, like, behind it. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. I just know that that one of the old lady neighbors who's lived there her whole life talked about this old lady ghost. I guess it's, like, a neighborhood thing. And our friend from Florida who's never even fucking been here literally goes yeah there's a lady who died in this neighborhood and she actually said in this neighborhood there is like a portal going on where there's a lot of shit going on in this neighborhood which is funny because it's the neighborhood like i told you that i grew up in originally that's that i saw the ufo and the fucking cryptid thing and the weird parent some of the paranormal is in this neighborhood so i don't know maybe there's something around here was there um, any other like interesting stories that may not have been your story, but that you may have heard from other people that lived in the neighborhood mm-hmm. or the area, be it paranormal mm-hmm. or UFO related? No, just that. Um, just that. So, so we're, we're going through time pretty good because I'm getting in. I'm part. I'm getting older in the in the story. So, pretty much when I kind of realized, like, hey, you only are scary if I give you power. I've, I, I didn't have any more really experiences anymore because I guess it was like, oh, we can't get any of that energy anymore. We're out, right? They, I didn't see a lot of stuff anymore. So 
I did a past life regression in 2020 that was amazing. Life changing for me, for sure. Um, confirmed a lot of things. And after that, a few months later, um, I had my adult UFO experience. So now just to kind of put it in perspective, I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm not scared of demons, shadow people, none of that shit, because I know that I can kick them out. I know how to do it. I know I have conviction to do it. It's fine. The only thing, I mean, besides like seeing like a cryptid, like that would be scary as shit for real, like a real one in the woods or something. Like physical but manifested this, beings yeah, that, that would be just in that, front of well, you. Not even just like if I saw a shadow person, of course it'd be scary because it's not normal, but I wouldn't be like super scared like I would be when I was younger. You know, I'd be like, get the fuck out. You're not welcome. But if I saw like a Sasquatch, I'd be like, holy shit. You know, that's something different. Yeah, because they're fully exist within the physical world instead of being like half in the spiritual world. Because in the spiritual world, you have a little bit more of the like, I don't say woo-woo power, but like you said, power of like not giving them power. Where if something's physically in front of you, you know, you can have a killer in front of you and say, I don't believe in you as much as you want, but they're still going to stab you in the stomach. (laughs) And that was the thing with the UFO thing, because it's physical. I don't know if it is. I'm on the fence with the UFO shit nowadays, but... It's physical, right? To an extent. I mean, it can and also be multiple that, phenomenon that it's a mixture of both. Just, you know, throwing well, that idea out there too. I'll tell you why I've changed some of my ideas on some of that, actually. You, you'll probably like this. Because it was from this experience that I got this change of, of, of viewpoint, perspective on that. So the UFO thing ignited a primal fear when I was a child. Like, that terrified me. The fourth kind scared the shit out of me that freaking movie <laughs> i remember i was like oh there was something about the abduction that like terrified the shit then you wouldn't remember it because they wiped your mind you know all that stuff nah i don't fuck with aliens right so i do my past life regression during this regression which i'll probably you know, if you have time i'll go into that after um but i connected with one of my in my opinion my spirit guide it's a whole thing cool. do you want to just get into it go now because i mean yeah, if you want, I'd love to hear it. And then maybe yeah, it'll kind yeah, of help okay. to explain further on in the story. No, it will. It will. So I do the past life regression. I've never done that before. Um, amazing experience. I don't know if you've ever done one, but if you haven't and you're interested in that, it is very, uh, very good. Um, you know, it starts, you know, the, the woman got, got me into the, the trance or whatever. I mean, it's not really a trance because, like, you're aware of your surroundings. Like, I'm on the couch, but I know where the dog is, the cars that drove by, like you can hear all that, but you're also in like this other world at the same time. You almost have like um, a hyper awareness too. Cause I haven't done that yeah, exactly in particular, but when they do crazy. the, the part where they're kind of getting you into the mood, they, I don't know. I'm assuming it's the same from uh like what I was trying to do to get, figure out like my spirit guide thing and that, that they will start from like your head all the way down and they want you to like feel very every similar. piece of your body. Very similar. So you're like yes, almost hyper aware. You are super aware, but then, you know, I'm like, she's like, you're walking on a path. What does it look like? And so being a writer, I, up here, I could create an entire fucking world, a universe. Like I'm super visual and imaginative because of being a writer. So, but then it's like, am I just making it up? That's the whole thing. Like, are you just making it up? But it starts to get so specific that it's like, you're not making, like, you're watching it. You, you know what I mean? Like, you just know that it's not like you're making all this shit up. 
just a crazy Pretty, theory. That's how I took it. But even just like writers in general, it's not that they actually created the ideas themselves, but maybe they're theoretically connected to another parallel world or I dimension, believe, and that's what they're writing that. about. And that's I why there's all these weird that. ties to things when people write stories, and they're that's like, wait, I, that sounds like this. That sounds like this. I actually believe that, is, is that we're, we're tapping into some some version of something that's there out there i actually do believe that so i'm like i'm walking on this path and then she's like you're gonna see these three some well she's like you walk on the path i'm telling her there's like sand and dunes and that and all this shit and she's like all right you're gonna turn a bend and you're gonna see your spirit guide that's who's gonna help you through this whole process and guide you turn the corner i see my spirit guide super cool looking dude Egyptian, dark hair, dark features, got a white hood up like this. Tells me his name. Salim is his name. And he's like... Side, little side note. Um, did you ever play Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid? I love Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. You know the grave... Yeah, well, of gra- course. Were they, were they the grave diggers? There was a, there was a certain gr- uh, group of cards, and they were all like white-hooded, like feral-looking guys. They're called like the grave oh, diggers look, or grave masters or something. Up. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. I was just <laughs> curious if it looked like that to kind of give a visual. I would say I have to look that up, but he looked, he was really cool. So he's like, I'm gonna be with you, whatever. Okay, cool. So like we keep walking, and there's these three doors, right? That are just in on on like like a cliff or something. Like there's just three doors. And she's like, What do these doors look like? So I'm looking at the doors. And at this point, it's like you're looking at like I'm looking at them in my mind. Like I can explain them, right? So there's one that's all gold and there's like etchings in the door, like made of gold. There's one that's like white, like marble, right? And then there's one that's burned, burned wood is what it looks like. And she's like, well, which one do you want to go? And I'm like, I want to go in the gold door. And she's like, but but what do you have? What do you need to go in? I'm like, I need to go in the wooden door. I knew it. Like it drew me. So she's like, open the door and go in. So I open it, I go in. So once you go in, right, I'm in like a bamboo forest and I'm hearing like yelling and smelling smoke and hearing like uh, metal clashing against each other and yelling and shit. And she's like, what's going on? You know, show me, tell me what you're seeing. So I'm like, there's, there's these two guys and they have swords and there's a woman and one of the guys is holding the woman, but with and he's got a sword, he's gonna like attack her. And the other guy's got his sword out and he's just waiting. And and then there's a uh a, a dead child on the ground, right? And I'm explaining it like you're watching, like I'm standing in the scene, like I'm objectively here, and it's all happening here, right? Like in front of me. So the guy's threatening to kill the girl. Apparently the other dude's married to the girl. And as I'm watching it and I'm explaining what I'm seeing, instead of like saying the guy with the sword, the husband, I start saying I, because now I'm the guy, like I'm the dude that my wife is being held by this other guy. And at this point, are you still seeing it like third person or are you almost like first person? No, I mean, no, no, I'm looking down. Like it's your first person. It's me. It's me. Yeah. So, what ends up happening is I let the other warrior kill my wife because if we fought one-on-one, I'm going to lose. I knew it. He's a better fighter than me. And I have my whole life in that lifetime 
dedicated it to the sword, dedicated it to mastering the sword. Everything was for being a better warrior with the sword. But I knew that this dude's going to win. And that means if he does win, if we fight like one-on-one, -on -one, like honorably or uh, whatever, dueling, I guess, I'm going to lose. And that means my entire life has been a waste because he's better than me. So before I can lose to him, I let him swing at the wife and then take him out. And I won. I wound him and then we fight and I win. But my wife's dead and my kid's dead. And that hits super hard for me because in my in this life, my father was like working all the time, finance manager in the car business, 12 hour days. And I always grew up like, man, I'm not like he's a great provider. He's a great dad, but he's super tired. I mean, you, you cannot be tired after 12 hours. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to work like that. I will never do that. I will only work eight hours a day or less. And I'll make a full-time thing. And whenever I have kids, I'll never have that, you know, that thing. So I let the wife, my own wife die, right? Just to be able to beat this other warrior. And then because otherwise I've wasted my life mastering a weapon, my job. Mm. I guess it'd be the job. So then it's like, what's the next, like you skip ahead. Like what's the next eventful thing? Well, the next eventful thing was I, I hunted down the warlord who was that guy's boss and we fought and I killed him and he killed me. Like we died killing each other. And I was like, I got honor. I got, I killed him. I got him back. This is honor. I'm dying on the ground. I got his sword in my chest, my sword in his. And it's like, it dawns on me like you stupid asshole. You sacrifice your wife and kid for your honor with the sword and it costs you everything and you're dying now. What the hell was the point of all this? Like you're really saying that that was more important than your own family. Right. Mm -hmm. So I pull out of it, it pulls you out. I'm back at the doors and I'm like, Oh my fucking God, dude, I really just let my own wife, you know, like, like, and what's weird is that you're experiencing this as like a bit memory. Actually, you don't feel it as serious as you would, but you feel it. You do feel it, but it's not like full on. It's like watching a movie. Almost... Like you have that emotional tie to it, but it's like not yes. like a full emotional tie to it. But but the, but you're like it. You were in first person. Like it was you, and you know it was you, and you know that it was you, and you can't say it wasn't you because you felt it and you knew that you did that. So. I'm back at the doors and my spirit guide's like, dude, like, you know, she's like, tell me what you're feeling. I'm like, I can't believe I just let that happen. Like work, work is not that important, you know? So that she's like, do you need to go through another door or are you done? I'm like, I need to go through the gold door. Right. So I go through the gold door and this time I'm not like watching a scene. I'm already in the person, right. I'm in the guy and I'm getting like whipped in my back. And I have a chisel and a hammer and I'm chiseling at the statue and this asshole is just hitting me over and over. Hurry up. You're taking too long. And I'm like, I'll, I'm doing it the right way. Let me do it. So I'm a slave in like ancient Egypt time. Right. Cause that's what I was building was a statue. So then I go home after that day and I have a wife and a kid and we're happy. Even though I'm getting whipped, we're happy at home. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's work. It sucks, but at home we're good. So family was there, right? I had what I didn't have last time. I, I, I was happy with the family that I had. So wife's pregnant. The next scene is that she gives birth to a girl. She dies in childbirth, which sucks. So it's me and then the boy, my son, and my daughter as an infant. And then the next scene, because, you know, you sketch, she's like, what's the next event? So the next event is I'm older and I'm an architect or something. And I've designed a lot of buildings and statues in that city. And I'm super wealthy. And my kids are there. They have grown up. They have kids. So the grandkids are there. And we're on some villa on the river. And I've created a life from literal slavery to wealth with my own hands and mine. And the only thing missing was my wife was passed on. But I literally created, manifested, whatever you want to say, a, a, a wealthy life full of money and family. And then the next scene on that one was your deathbed scene. And they're all there, the kids, grandkids, you know, their kids, whatever. I'm old as shit. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, wow, this is great. The only thing missing is her because she died, right? Mm. And then she shows up as a spirit. She's like, come with me. The next time I promise we'll do it together the whole time. That's what she tells me, right? So do you think that this right. is the same consciousness as like the wife that was in the first door? Oh, yeah, it is because she asked you. So who do you think the wife is? Is it someone in your, norm in your life now? Yep. Who is it? My current wife. It's my current wife now. And the kid in that life was uh, my my uh, my daughter that I have now. And then in the second life, the kids were my daughter. Um, I've, I raised my ex's son, my ex-wife's son. He was my actual son. And we actually look alike in this life which is super fucking weird because we're not biologically related at all. It's like you're but like a consciousness like, group. It, it looks, he looks, everyone says like, how does he look like you? Cause you have no genes together. And I'm like, <laughs> but now I did a past life thing. I know because it, he was my son in one of them. And then in that life with the Egypt one, the, the grandkids are my current stepkids with my wife right now, her boys from her previous. So it's like, we're a group, we're a group. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. So she's like, do you need to go in the third door? And I'm like, I can't, I'm not ready. The white one, the, mar the marble door. And she's like, okay, well, when you're ready, your spirit guide Salim is going to help you do that. Whenever you feel like it's time to do it, he will help you there to do that. And she goes, go over to him because he has some tokens for you so that you remember what this is teaching you and what you're, you know, to move on with it. So the first thing he gives me is a giant, which is funny, ink quill, right? Just like this, but huge, like I can hold it. And he's like, no more swords. Your word is your sword now. He's like, use your words to write. And that is how you will fight from now on. That's how you will change the world. That's how you will do what you need to do. The time this shit is over. You don't need to do that anymore. It's kind of funny. We we're making reference to that earlier in the episode about how progression has become survival of the fittest yeah. it's about the mind instead of about the brute strength synchronicity man so he literally said that will be your sword the word is always stronger than the sword it is anyway the next thing he gives me is he pulls out a metal or gold coin 
that has a pyramid with the, with an eye, the all-seeing eye in it. And he's like, this is going to tell you to never fall for bullshit anymore. You're going to see through people's intentions. You're going to see through the bullshit, like the lies, you know, the game. You're going to be able to see that. You won't be deceived by that anymore. Follow your intuition. And this is during the intuition. And this is 2020 when all that shit was crazy and like, Things didn't, I mean, they still don't make a lot of sense, but they really didn't make sense back then. And the last thing he gave me, he, it was a wooden uh, carving with a tree with roots and, and branches on it, right? Like the tree, like a Yggdrasil, like look like that, or the tree of life or whatever. Mm. And he's like, keep this thing, keep this uh, sigil with you. This one is going to be your stories and writing are going to spread throughout the world. They're going to put little seeds and roots in people to make them look at things differently, to wake them up to certain things, to just have them, you know, spark imagination because that's the key to like start waking up to stuff is that's the, that's the building block of that. And after that whole thing, I was like, this is insane because it's relevant as shit. Mm -hmm. Super relevant. All of it. So I know it's real because you feel it. You know, when you do it, you know. But it was really cool. It was really, really cool. See, I feel like a lot of us have the same kind of purpose going right now. And we're, like, just starting to progress towards where we're, where we're supposed to be. But, like, what we're doing right now is through different forms of media, introducing the mm -hmm. concepts and waking people up to it. Like, we're, we're, like, literally the beginning of the wave starting. Yeah, and, and that's... 100% I believe that, and 100%, that's why I said I'll never stop writing, because A, it's fun, B, I'm creating stuff, and C, it's making a difference, Whether whether even if it's just someone reading a comic, and they're like, you know, the characters have some dark and light, and this and that, they'll relate to something, that's the point, that's the whole point, mm -hmm. you know, they'll, 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 something will come from it. So, after this experience, anytime that I have questions i can ask salim and i'll get answers it's pretty like in my mind it's pretty cool so i said that because during this ufo experience when i'm older the answer i got from him was so interesting and it, and confirmed a lot of things for me that it was really cool so on to that experience right so that experience is i'm sleeping in the bed my wife's sleeping or dog sleeping, I wake up in the middle of the night and the whole room is filled with blue light, okay? Coming from the window in the corner. And it's very bright, right? The second I saw this, I knew, oh shit, this is that fear I have. All that came in, right? Because you know what that is. If the lights come in your room, you know it's something like mm -hmm. this, right? So I'm looking in the room and I feel like I'm being pulled towards the window. Okay. And when I say pulled, I don't mean my physical body. It feels like it was pulling my astral body or my soul out of my actual body. Because I've done that before. I've astral projected kind of, and I kind of know the sensation of that. It was pulling my fucking that out of me. And it got my top part out and my leg part was still in. And I was like st stuck, right? It was, pull it was pulling me to the window. And I look at my wife 
and I try to reach out to like grab her or be like, help me, you know, like wake up or something. And I, I it's the words ain't coming out and I, it's so hard to move. And all I can know is, is I was like, if I don't grab her, they're going to take me away. And I'm going to have that experience that we've all seen in, in fire in the sky and fucking X files. And the most terrifying thing in the world is going to fucking happen to you. If you do not grab her, do not let them take you. And I'm trying to fight it, but it's not working. I'm being pulled. So all of a sudden, I remember a story that I read or heard, I don't even know where, of someone was getting abducted and they started praying. And when they started praying, it stopped. Right? Mm -hmm. So this flashes in my mind as I'm being pulled out of my fucking body. So, because I'm so imaginative and I know that you can call for help if you need it, not only do I start praying, I start visualizing Michael the fucking archangel in giant golden armor and wings and a fucking battalion of angels in the fucking room. I call everybody. All of you come here and fucking stop this from happening right now. The second I start praying and visualizing it, the light turns off. I'm back in my body. I sit up physically and I'm like, what the fuck was that? My wife's fine. The dog's fine. They're knocked out. And I'm like, did that really just happen to me? Of course, I didn't sleep the rest of the night. But who happened to not. sleep after that? Next day, I'm in the shower. And I'm like, did that, you know, you're like, did that really happen? And I asked Salim. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Salim, I need your help. I have a question. And, you know, I could feel his presence. And then he, you know, he's like, yeah, what's going on? And I'm like, I asked, did that really happen? Did I just experience what I think I experienced? And his answer was, they they were not here for you. They were in the area and saw a light in this house and was like, ooh, what's that? We want to, let's go see what's, what that light is. And they came in to do whatever they were going to do and when you prayed for all that, they were warned, don't mess with you or your family. That was what he, they were warned. He kept saying that over and over again. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> who was warned? Yeah, who was who it? Was is it warned? extraterrestrials? Like, what and, I, and I said, uh, and I was like, well, who was warned? And he's like, he just said, they were warned. They were not looking for you. They were in the area and saw a light as if, think about like you're flying over. And you're like, yo, what's blinking down there? What is that? Let's go check it out. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And they were going to do whatever they were going to do to see what that was. Experiments. That I, so he said they were warned they won't mess with you or your family again. Which I was like, thank God. Because that's the only thing that freaks me out is because it's physical. But yeah. so then I started thinking, is it physical? It's like is half physical, half spiritual. Because they're in the physical, but they're also pulling you away in the spiritual. Well, a lot of people have been pulled through their roofs and stuff. The light hits them and they go up through the ceiling and shit. So I wonder if it is the astral or spiritual body that they're taking and, and they're able to mess around with that. I almost wonder too if the different know. lights are intended for different things because I've heard stories with like the green lights and the green lights seem like they will like freeze everybody in the room where they're not even conscious of time or anything happening besides one person and then the blue lights oh, seem like they're pulling blue. people out from the con from like you know like their physical being and yep. then uh, I don't know there's just it seems like 
possibly because I always get into the idea that different light frequencies and different vibrations have oh, different yeah. purposes, and maybe that is part of it too. Is that they use different so project different beams for different things. So the conclusion was because if it would have been a spirit or like a spiritual demon thing to me, I would have been able to be like, "We're not get out." Like I don't, I'm not scared of that. But because this fear has been in there since I was ten. And I've seen so much media around all of it. And, you know, maybe I knew one day they were going to try. I don't know. But I, the fear was back. I was a 10-year-old kid. I, I was powerless. And because of that, I think they would have been able to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Because I didn't, I didn't, you know, like. They got you I didn't and instilled that fear. Yeah, I didn't have that conviction in that, like, I know you can't fuck with me. Thing. I didn't have that with that because it's physical. You know, mm -hmm. but it's not, but that's, that wasn't because it was my, it was my spiritual, it was my spiritual body that they were getting. It wasn't my physical body. Cause when I got, I sat up, like I sat up physically after and I was like, whoa. And I looked back down and my body was asleep, you know, like it was, it was this was put in. I, I would have been pulled out of it hundred percent. If I didn't remember that story. So that, that brings another light to it though. The praying I prayed, I said, Jesus, Michael, all this shit. That's what stopped it. So that makes me wonder that whole thing. Uh, are these fallen angels, demons, alien, negative ETs? Are they all? I feel like we're all calling these things names, all different names, but they could just be the one the one thing. And we've just named them three, four, five, six different versions. I've talked about or this on a few ones. different shows that different uh, yeah, civilizations, like naming different groups something, will name it off for what's familiar to them. Yeah, and I have a feeling that this negative ET and maybe even the draconians and the reptiles, maybe they are demons or fallen angels or whatever. Maybe they're all the same shit. They're all the same shit. We just keep naming them different things. I don't know. Or we just call everything that we perceive as evil demons and everything that we perceive as good angels. And maybe that's kind I mean, of like, yeah. a, like a rounded term for a lot of things that can fit into that category, you know? And, and, to me, so my whole thing with like, why are we seeing so many ships on film now? And I think humanity's consciousness is leveling up and we're starting to perceive shit that's probably been there. And we just have in a higher dimension, we haven't been able to see it. But that almost makes and you now wonder we're too even, if they're we're becoming even capturing more aware of us too, where there's more of like an upspike um, in it that because they're, we're more able to see them, but in turn, they're also more able to see us. Maybe. I think there's something with humanity's consciousness that has tipped a breaking point. And I don't think it's going down like some people want it. It's going up. And I think because it's going up, there's just, there's more things that are happening that nowadays, every all over the place. I mean, I go on TikTok, I see an alien video like once a day. Yeah. I don't know how real it is, but you're seeing stuff that you never would have seen years ago. I mean, weird little things are being put out through the government, like, oh, we're confirming that there's vehicles not of this world. You know, like weird shit they would have never done before. All of a sudden, like, it's slowly starting to, like, come out under, under the news cycle when no one really looks at it. But there's all this truth coming out right now. There's a reason for that. They got a trickle feed, you know? so when it hits the fan there, they can't just be like, oh, yeah, we knew nothing about it. Like, they can at yeah. least be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, we said something three years you. ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it makes me, um, it confirms a lot for me. It confirms that obviously there's, like, I always, I, since I was a child, was like, 
I know I've been here before. I've always felt that. And I'm always like, I'm not doing earth again. This is the last time I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I've always said that. My family was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, this is the last time I'm on earth. This is, this is the graduating fucking class. I'm not doing this anymore. So uh, hopefully that's true because I'm over this freaking place. But um, I think a lot of it is, yes, we've, some of us have been here a lot of times. Yes, there's people working with entities would be the word. I don't even know what that what that would be that we're trying to do stuff that probably were doing stuff for a long time. I think a lot of that's ending. And I think that our world is going to be vastly different than what we're probably thought was real in our lifetimes. So it could have been soul contracts too, that it's like, you know, people are doing something for another being um, out of like an even trade off and eventually that contract's going to expire. And then after that, it's like all shit hits the fan. And I mean, we could be starting to progress to that point. I think I, um, I've read some stuff that says that all the karmic and the soul contract shit is all coming to an end now. And now it's time, I guess, for humanity to do what we're supposed to be doing. I don't, or I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we were pushed off course. I feel like we were as a society, I definitely think so. As, also. A, as a race, I would say, I think we've been, I think we got co-opted by something that wasn't supposed to happen that way. And somehow they've skated around the rules for a long time, but um, I have a feeling that that's over. And um, my theory is that whatever entities were working with some of these corrupt humans are not able to help them anymore. Either they got, they got taken off the board, whatever that means. And our amazing human people who are uh, trying to control everybody. I feel like they had like a hundred point plan that they were given. Like, hey, do all of this in the physical world. We're going to do this on this side. And when all this is done, you guys will be our like rulers. You rule that and we'll be over whatever. And I feel like they got taken out. And they're just like following this hundred point plan. Because that's all they have. And they're like, it's not working though. Like people are waking up, they're making, they're pointing things out. Truth is coming out left and right. And they're just like, just follow the plan. We're on step 55. Like just keep going. Like, I feel like that's what we're in right now. That could be part of the like, whole virtual reality concept too, is that I, maybe they're trying I to just control think, this realm and put everybody into virtual reality so that I just, they can fuck with the real world and everybody will be in this world. You know, I just, I have this feeling that the entities that were backing them energetically, maybe is the word are not there anymore or there's not as many or they're not as strong something like that and whatever physical plan that they had is falling apart but they that's all they have because they they have to just keep going because otherwise they lose but they're going to lose anyway but it's like but we're going to follow the plan because the plan's going to work it's worked before and i don't think it's going to work this time no, definitely not. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think way too many people have poked way too many holes, asked way too many questions, and I think that they overplayed their hand to the point where maybe it was cockiness, maybe making rookie mistakes and making them. Make, making it really I just obvious. think that <laughs> it made it too obvious, and so many people pointed out the bullshit that the normies or the NPCs, whatever you want to say, I think even that they are questioning shit now. And now it's like, oh shit, well, we don't have our, our power players anymore, but if we follow the plan, it'll work. And that's why you just see, you keep seeing these things like, like a great example. Oh my God, freaking 
inflation, the economy's crashing, keep sending money overseas, keep sending billions. And it's like, what about, what about us? Like, what about the people in this country? Like, and it's, it's they're just going to keep doing it because that's what they were told to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is what it is. I think it's falling apart. And I think, I don't know how far that falls apart. That's the scary part. How long does that take? I think until we all learn how to build ourselves back up and do it on our own and don't let the dark forces have any control in how I think it's I, I think rebuilt. It needs to be destroyed to like be rebuilt from the bottom. That's the way what it I should have been built. You have to rip it down and rebuild it because it was corrupted somewhere and the foundation's rotten and you need to just tear the thing all, all the way down, rebuild it, make sure it can't happen again, and we have to get there as society because if we don't, it's ne- we're never going to accept, we're never going to like you know, reach the potential that I think we're supposed to be aiming for as a, as a species, I should say. Very true. We're too busy with just silliness. Yeah, being you know, worried about things shit. that don't really matter. The they don't place. matter. Like, we're fighting over shit that doesn't matter. Like, everyone wants the same stuff. Happiness, family, not fucking slaving for 10 hours a day to barely make it, but nobody wants to fucking move it. Come on. Yeah, you- um, another on. thing I wanted to ask you too, uh, before we get too far off from it, because uh, I definitely am curious. Did you ever end up going back and uh, opening up that third door? Um, I have not, and I don't know why. I'm feeling like it's probably pretty soon. Although I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I know what time period is back there. It's definitely Greece. What what, what, kind of what was the door thing. again? It's a white marble mausoleum looking door, mm-hmm. and. It's a Greek thing. There's a Greek life. And in my I love Egypt stuff. I love samurai stuff. I've always loved that shit. I love Greek and Roman stuff. I love both of those. So I, you know, I know it's a Greek thing. I already have a feeling. I just I haven't gone back yet. I don't know why. I know I, I want to, and I'm probably gonna do it. Another I'd idea that it could year. possibly maybe be I haven't visually seen the door, but just from like the marbling that you were saying, um, like what if because you said that you're really into the, like, the whole Nephilim concept. What if uh, that mm-hmm. other door isn't exactly a human life? And maybe that's why you've kind of like subconsciously pushed yourself back from it. Is because it's maybe knowledge that you're that. not ready for yet. I you would know? love that, man. I would love that. Maybe that is it, actually. I didn't even consider that. Because you hopped right into the other two doors. There's something different about this one if you haven't gotten into this no, one yet. And, you know? and what's crazy is she asked me, because during the session, she's like, Normally people don't go through two because I was like, I need to go to the second door. And she's like, normally people don't do that. Are you sure? And I was like, I need to go to the second door. And she's like, okay, cool. Go, you know, go ahead. Uh, most people can't handle going two at once. And, and then she asked me, do you want to do the third one? And I was like, I want to do it, but I'm not ready yet. I said it to her in the thing. Cause you're in the trance, you know, you're honest at that point. You're super honest. And they're just like, she's like, okay, well, whenever you want to do it, it's waiting for you. Salim will help you. If you want me to help you get there, of course, I can help you again. We can do another session. But it, it, I could have done it, but it was not time. Have you uh, asked your spirit guide anything about it exactly? Like even indirectly? Like has he given you any hints or any oh, ideas of him, what's going I've on with it? I've asked directly and he said, when you're ready, you'll know it. And I think you know you're not ready yet. And that was like a year ago. Hmm. So I'm sure I could do it. It'll just get to a point where I'm going to just go like, all right, I'm going to do it. And say the grease concept, I definitely could see it, but I don't know. I just have this weird hankering intuition that tells me that it might be something that's inconceivable where maybe I don't that know. That would be great. I could use it to write a story. 
Yeah, there you go. That's the that's the build on end to what you're doing. Maybe you're already tapping into it, it through the Akashic record. Maybe you're already were part, partly projecting that life in that Nephilim story. Do you so do you think that um that makes sense actually the Akashic record that that I was tapping into it. You know, I looked into the astral projecting thing and I I feel like there was two versions that I found. One was like you go in your mind, which I've done that one. And then I saw that there was one where you can leave your body. Fit like you feel like you're leaving your body. And I feel like I've I know I've played around with that and I couldn't get out of my body. I only got halfway out of my body. I used to I don't know if you've ever messed with that. Be forced to not forced to do it as a kid, but I like unintentionally did it as a kid without realizing it that part of the reason why I got into all the crazy stuff that I got into uh, is because just as a small child, um, I don't remember exactly when it started, but I remember going to sleep and then waking up and seeing myself sleeping. So that was That's the spectrum cool. that I was fully into. So you were really leaving your body then hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get out. I could only get my chest out and my arms. I couldn't get my, my legs for some reason. And it then was- I'd start shaking. I feel like my body would start shaking a little bit and I'd freak out and go back in. And I, I kind of just like stopped trying to do it because it freaked me out. Did you get like partial sleep paralysis? Cause at least for me, part of the reason why I always knew that I had these dreams was that I would get sleep paralysis directly after I would leave my body every time. And so I kind of got this whole idea that sleep paralysis is almost like you're starting a computer back up and you have to like reboot the system. It's like your consciousness left your, your vessel. So your vessel has to reboot and that's why it starts in your mind and then it reconnects to the rest. And then you're like, okay, yeah. And then you're, you're like, I can't move and it takes a couple of minutes. I've never had sleep paralysis before. I've gotten that shit more times than I can count to. And it's gotten to a point where I'm just so used to it that I have that. Like most people say, you start wiggling your little toe first and then it all kind of builds up from there. Uh, that's what, again, leading into my shadow people experiences too, is that, uh, they never came up to me, grabbed me, touched me or anything. But when I was in that state, I would watch just like shadows watching me. And then there was one in particular with green eyes that used to watch. So what, I mean, what is your opinion of what that, what they are? I feel malevolence. The thing I saw, I, I did when I was a kid, but did you feel that? Or was it just like, they're, are they just higher dimensional beings that we can't conceive all the way? So they just look like that. I mean, before I became, I don't want to say bias, but you know, before I started really digging into it and getting a lot of other people's thoughts, ideas on it, my own thought and idea that I had on it personally was that there is a dimension that I kind of envisioned as like, this is like an intuition feeling that I got at least for myself that there's a place called like the void or you want to call it like just, it's just like a, like a realm of just all darkness. And these are the inhabitants Mm -hmm. of that. So they're not necessarily inheritedly evil. It's just that like their realm that they come from is like the void. So their way to manifest themselves within this reality is that they'll like take the shape of something that's familiar to it because in their reality, they don't necessarily like have a shape and I always like to entertain oh, this really idea that we look at things from a carbon-based being's perspective, and that doesn't mean that other things exist that way. Like, no, Because we have a physical shape doesn't mean that there's not thousands of other entities that don't have a physical shape, and they might be more Absolutely. of like a gaseous-type being. And that's kind of how, I don't know, my, my own perspective on shadow people. But again, like... You think they're just taking that form just to like... Give you something so, you're familiar so with seeing rather than just like so, a dark cloud. So that's a lot of my stuff with the cryptids too. It's like, are they just in another dimension? And for whatever reason, the moon, certain cycles, the energy on the, whatever's going on, they're only cross over here. Like 
randomly. They're not always here. Or no, no, maybe not. Oh, God. Maybe not that they're always here, but they're not always like matching our vibration so we can interact with them. One idea that I've kind of entertained recently is, you know, we hear about time slips with people all the time where people will like wander into another time and then they'll be like, wait, what the hell's going on here? The and then fuck? they'll get pulled back into their timeline because it's like the yeah. timeline correcting itself. Um, going into the whole like Bigfoot concept, I don't necessarily see them as, again, this is just my opinion. doesn't mean I'm right. No, but no, take it. I as like, it. like overly advanced beings, I think it's more that it. they're like a, it, definitely a conscious, like intelligent being, but not like quantum jumping intelligent that it's more so that they're like a dimension that's like directly next to ours or touching ours. And they kind of get, they're in these like time slips where sometimes they never go back to their old timeline. And that's where you have these like physical Bigfoot that are here. And then when you have the weird instances that people talk about where the footsteps will stop, that's like mm. the time slip, like correcting itself. So it's not that they're like conscious of the back. fact that like I'm jumping dimensions. It's just that they're like, they get caught oh, in it the same I'm as there. like a person gets caught in a time slip. Do you think they're the, I've heard, I've heard stuff. People have said like, that's what humanity would have, been but we got correct corrected around along the way i mean something else i've gotten into this like whole hindu concept that humans like when it comes to tattooing for example like usually you practice on like pig skin and like the closest skin to like human skin they say is like pig skin and then you go into like hindu culture and there's this whole thing about like people um theoretically like progressing from pigs like what if we never actually came uh, yeah. from apes we are something that's like progressed from pigs and we look at like say we say this is like human dna or something that's human like dna and we're looking at like dogmen sasquatch humans like they oh, all yeah. are like based off of a human but like what if it's not that they're based off a of human we're looking at it as there's another type of dna they got thrown in and that's where all this progression started and that's why we can't find the missing link is because we're not we're looking at it like it's a missing link to human DNA, if, but it's just it, the, yes, another yes, one that got thrown in it. there. Like I don't, I'm always thinking like, are those things like the real humans, and we were the ones that got tweaked, and then we think we're the original one. You know what I mean? Like, how do we not? How do you know? We don't know that. I mean, getting you know into like Anaki like, concepts, Anunnaki yeah, concepts and shit too. Yeah. I always say people, things could have been created for specific purposes. Um, I've said this on a few shows, but like humans were maybe intended to be like the jack of all trades or like the problem solvers or like the puzzle solvers. And then you have like the mm. brutes that are like the Sasquatch that are intended for the heavy lifting. And then you have like the dogmen that are intended for maybe like protecting certain areas. And then you have like oh, flying beings that are intended for moving things you know, far distances that you need like flying for like different, they, they took a DNA that they had, like if it was like Anunnaki or whatever race you want to look at, and then they mix it with different things to create different purposes to see different, what, what, what they could do with it. And the reason why we took over is because we were that Jack of all trade ones that we were able to kind of do a little bit of everything. But why leave? Like, why just be like, all right, figure it out. Peace. Like, what did they, did they get what they wanted? Like that's, if you get like, it, I, I, I have this idea that they're, we're going to find out soon or in this life i've heard it from a few different uh alien contact we're gonna hear that we're gonna hear that we were tweaked yeah yeah i've heard heard from from a few different planets and all kinds of shit alien contactees that we're almost like the uh like the bank for dna like they just have our area our planet our whatever you want to call it that they store all the dna that's needed yeah and that's why this planet is such a mixed match he doesn't really go together is because we're just like the the bank 
that they keep us off over here. So in case anything happens over here, they still have the DNA they need over here. Almost like that bank they have in Antarctica that has like all the different seeds in it in case anything theoretically happens. Like same concept, but that's our planet for life's DNA. Interesting. I have a, I have a theory that I've come to over just whatever my own thoughts. And my theory is that humankind is, you know, was it say, Oh, we're made in God's image, whatever. Okay. But what if like, what if other beings do not have the creation ability that like we have to the point that we can do? Because think about it. If you're creating a whole, whatever music, art, stories, whatever you're doing, if other beings can't do that, right. Or maybe they evolved past that. If you want to even go that far. So it's almost like they're jealous because they lost that spark. Maybe not even jealous, maybe not even jealous, but maybe the energy of what we can do here, maybe we are one of the only beings that can create the amount of energy that we create and don't even realize it. And all these other things, like I think the negative ones eat, need it to first of all, I think they eat it. I really believe that. And what if that whole thing of like, oh, you're made in God's image is like, yeah, because you actually, you guys can create stuff. Like, and the energy from creation is super powerful or potent maybe is the word. And some of these other things that can't do that or evolve past it or only logic or rational or whatever, they, they, they need us for something, whether it be energy, food, whatever you want to say, because there's something about humanity that's clearly um, important where they've like stopped nukes from going off and shit. Like we've all read those stories, you know, there's something about humanity and the, and the earth itself, whether if it's all the animals and us or just whatever, or if it's a zoo or whatever it is that, they don't want it to get destroyed for some reason. They need humans for they need humans for some reason. I mean, just kind of a weird theory that I've gotten into, but you know, when you have like near death experience, everybody kind of experiences them differently, but there's a lot of people that'll say that they still feel conscious, but like within like a void. Uh like what if yeah. kind of going even, even like a biblical concept that there was a void and then God created within the void, you know? What if every human is capable of doing that, that when you die, it's almost like you have like a new wiped, washed dimension that you can essentially create a whole new reality inside of. And that's why humans are so important is because we're the only ones that have the ability to essentially keep creating these infinite dimensions. That's super interesting. And then other things can progress, can move within those dimensions. But you know, we, we have to be the ones that create those dimensions. That's super interesting. So then essentially with each death, a new dimensions created. And then, and that, that keeps the whole thing going on. And instead of it just turning into nothing, it's like an ever expanding bubble, you know, that like one bubble starts and then it breaks off into more little bubbles and those breaking off into more little bubbles and it just keeps expanding outward. And that could be where the whole expansion of the galaxy and the universe concept comes from is that it's bigger than just this simple universe that it's like, we're expanding the bubble universe. The the multi, yeah, the multiverse. With every human death, there's another universe created. I I just have this, so I have this feeling that we chose this time era to be incarnated. I believe that. But there is, I have this weird feeling that by the time our lifetimes are coming to an end, this reality is going to be unrecognizable. Dude, even just going back to like five years ago, like we're living within the reality that we're in now 
and we perceive it the way that we do now. But like, think about your mindset five years ago and how drastically different it was before the pandemic and all of that shit. And just imagine what else could happen the next 10 years considering that only took three. I have this weird feeling that it's going to end up being like, I don't know, maybe interplanetary and shit. Like it's going to be crazy. And I don't know why I think that. I hope it's true. It would be awesome. But I think it's, I just have this weird feeling that there's going to be like, it's going to be completely different. Like, sci-fi shit or maybe in a good way there's a, in fucked a good up way not in the bad way <laughs> outer universe <laughs> and everything in the outer universe is completely annihilated and fucked up and we oh, were up a petri dish project to try to create like a better universe that everything can come into oh my but we God, need to so create terrible. that better universe in the petri dish before that becomes a probability think the show like hey guys um yeah there's nothing else out there uh just letting you know <laughs> it's just this like what we're going to all shrink into this one. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to take over because you guys are idiots. No, I don't know. I just, I hope it's, uh, it's it's definitely interesting. I used to feel so much despair over just the world being like, what the fuck? But I, I now have a lot of hope because things are, to me, seemingly turning around. And there's a lot of truth coming out. And It takes a generation to feel like everything's wrong in order for Dude, everything to start progressing. Cause every generation before just wanted to do what the generation before did. And our generation yeah. seems to be the one that's like, nah, we need to like, change no, the script. We need to, we need to fix this shit. And to me, like truth isn't pretty a lot of times, like especially hidden truth. Like it's ugly. That's why it was hidden because if it comes out, so a lot of some people are going to have to pay the price for that. So I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of, um, truth but maybe ugly truths coming out and a lot of people who have played in that dirty game are gonna have to pay the price which mm-hmm. hey you gotta pay it you gotta we would pay for it if one of us did something crazy so it's time for y'all to fucking pay for it you've done plenty yep. <laughs> you've had plenty of time <laughs> plenty of money plenty of this and that and connections and brought it's over no more like everyone's gonna get what they what they have to you gotta pay up man you can't you can't just do that you can't just run roughshod over reality like that. Yeah, karma is the thing. It's eventually going to come back Karma's and bite you in the ass. Like you, you have to. It has to be cleared. You can't. You can't just. You know, some of the stuff is just like, whoa, man. Like, if we did it, we're going to jail. Mm-hmm. You did it. It's fine. You know, it's like, come on now. They changed the laws. That's in, how that shit goes. Well, it's just like it's in your. It's so crazy. It's like it's in your face. It's or maybe we just see it now. Maybe maybe yeah. it always was. Yeah, and it just became more normalized. Because, I mean, we go go in spurts, too, because it's like even going into the whole weird thing with people being attracted to children. Like, you look into ancient Greece, and it was like a normal thing for a grown man to have a young boy that he would have sex with. And that was like an apprentice normal in society. So it's like, I don't know, just the weird shit goes in fucking waves, you know? And then everybody pays the karma for it, and then everything restarts. Like, maybe this cycle's happened multiple times already. And it just, it's one of those things that you got to keep. Let it build up. Say, all right, it's fucked up. Restart. All right, it's fucked up. Restart. And you just—it's a process Whoa. of just continuously doing that until everything finally just falls exactly where it needs to fall. It's well, that's definitely the process right now because I think a lot of people are like over this shit. They're like, hey, I'm not cool with any of this. This is not what the world's supposed to be. So we need to fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, I guess that's our job. Our job is to fix it or whatever. You know, I don't know. All I know is I'll fight with my words. It's easier. That's where I'm at too. Cause it was uh, going into like woo woo stuff. I I started uh, associating with like 
blew in like the throat chakra right before I started my podcast. It was kind of like a weird thing that it's kind of like a build-up moment that everything came up to it, and I felt sure. that like like you said, like your power is within your words, and that's kind of how I started feeling. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm running with it and I'm doing it. <laughs> no, it works. I mean, that's the that's what you're supposed to be doing. Clearly, you know, that's where the real power is. So, and that's for me, writing is my path. So I'm never going to stop. You know, eventually it'll just kick off, and I'll hopefully just be full time off of it. I'm sure one day I'll get there. So. Oh yeah, dude. I I, I believe in you. I think that you'll get there. Like I said, it's just a matter of when it's supposed to happen. I appreciate that, man. For sure. So yeah, I mean, I gave you a lot of stories. I hope you like them. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I was about to ask too, is there uh, anything else that you wanted to throw into your experiences? Uh, no, that's probably most. I'm sure there's other stuff in there, but yeah, that's, I think that's good enough. Yeah. Now that we got the backstory now, uh, like I was, I'd love to have you on in the future and we can just kind of get more into all these different crazy concepts and theories. Cause, uh, you know, we're following your story, but then we got off on these side tangents about just different theories and ideas. And I always find that so fascinating. That's some of my favorite parts about doing these kinds of shows that it's not just a straight interview show. Like, you know, it's always fun to just dive into those concepts and exercise your brain a little bit, you know? No, I love it. I love the the theories. It's my favorite thing. I mean, I'm all about it now. You know, when I was younger, I didn't really care, but with so much stuff going on, it's just, there's obviously connections that we need to talk about to create and make. So it's, it's super fun and fascinating to talk about for sure. And all those experiences led up to you being able to expand your mind into those theories where if they didn't happen, then you wouldn't have had a reason to get into these types of theories. Like, again, it's yeah, that progression. It all happened for a reason. Absolutely. I believe that 100% and opened my mind to A, the possibilities and B, you know, reality is not what we think it is. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lot more going on for sure. For sure. So uh, with that, I always like to end the show on words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners. So, I mean, it could be something that you normally live by. It could be something that you just randomly thought of just now. But uh, what are some words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Sure. So what I would say is the unknown is always scary, but don't become powerless to it. Especially nowadays, you can research anything. Uh, knowledge is power. So don't ever um, feel like you are at the uh, whims of something else. You know, whatever you want to call that other thing could be your own mind, a bad being or whatever. Um, just take your power back because you're alive and you're physical and there's nothing stronger than that, at least on this planet right now. So pave your don't own ever path. Let yourself, yeah, don't ever be bullied and don't ever be down on yourself because life is very uh, tricky and fun and weird and you always end up places you never thought but then you're like oh well that day was terrible but now look where i am now and this is because of that bad day you know it always ends up being like that so yeah i've talked about that a up. few times in the show that something bad will happen but then you'll look at it later on down the line a year later that if this bad thing didn't happen this really good thing wouldn't have happened later on it's always the same every single time sometimes mm -hmm. it's six months sometimes it's a year but every single time it's, it's wild wild stuff Life's tricky. It's like a Swiss clock. Like every single gear works in its own way and for it's sure. so intricate. <laughs> but uh, for sure. also for anybody that enjoyed the conversation and they want to come and check out all your stuff, uh, why don't you let them know where they can come find you at and find your work at? Sure. So you can look me up online. Um, you can put my first and last name. You can put Creationist Life. Um, if you're interested in my uh, comics and stuff like that, I have a lot of them on this website called Voice Me right now. They do have an app, V-O-Y-C-E dot M-E. 
Um, you can find me in there. Um, look up Creationist Life and you'll see my book and my two comics. And yeah, I mean, reach out to me if you want. DM, I have it all open. If you ever want to chat about weird stuff or whatever, I'm here for it. I uh, really appreciate you making the time to come on today, man. And I really enjoyed the conversation. And I'm really looking forward to the next time I get to have a conversation with you on the show. Absolutely, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. If anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, if anybody's interested in sponsoring the show, if there's a topic that you guys really want to see discussed on the show or a guest that you really want to see on the show, or altogether, if you feel that there's anything you can contribute to the show whatsoever, feel free to please, please, please shoot me an email or you can uh, message me on Instagram. That'll probably be the best ways to get a hold of me. Uh, the email is increaseofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Uh, you can also go to the link tree and there's a submission form all the way up at the top. That'll go directly to my email and I can email you back if you don't want to have to go through all the copy and paste email, remember the email, all that kind of crap. Um, the link tree for this show is L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And uh, the one for Open Minds Media, which again is the umbrella of everything that I do. It's uh, L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Open underscore Minds underscore Media. And with that, Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.